0: Okay, it's me and you today. You know, uh, Keisha is out for her birthday, and then Trish is sick. She don't have a
1: voice.
2: Oh.
0: So we can hold it down, right?
2: Yeah, we got it.
0: Okay. All right, let me get the YouTube side on, and then we can get started. Hold on, okay? All right. okay hey you guys we are on let me go and pull up the chat we got jay money with us today you guys because um keisha is out for her birthday so happy birthday drop in the comment section happy birthday to keisha her birthday is today so she is celebrating with family and then uh, our dear girl trish um, she doesn't have a voice, so she's not feeling well today, so she's a little under the weather, so she is not going to be with us on this show this week. So we got myself, and then we got Jay Money. So say what's up, Jay.
2: Hey, what's up, everybody? Glad to be back. Um, we gonna have a good one today.
0: Oh my God, Jay. Really? Who are you telling? mm stuff to talk about.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. So much.
0: Oh my gosh. It is crazy. Can uh, can you guys hear me? Because I see somebody in the comment section saying no sound. Let me make sure. Okay. Oh, wait. Hold on. Okay. Can you guys hear me now? How about now? Okay. I guess they are. They can hear me because I see all the happy birthdays in the comments section, so. Mm All right, cool, 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 cool. All right, so let me do an introduction and then we are gonna jump into this. So welcome you guys to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where it's Jay Money and I, this week, is going to recap both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. For the week of July 17th through July 21st, we usually do The Young and the Restless first, in the first half of the show, we, then we do the bold and the beautiful, and then we have two segments: flip the script and who's taking a seat this week. And I know I got some seats and some flipping and some whole bunch of stuff. All right. So, without further ado, you ready to break down Young and the Restless?
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay, and also to you guys, I see you guys strolling on in here. Make sure you hit that like button. Hit the like button. Let let um YouTube know that you are here and enjoying the content. So, make sure you hit the like button, and I hopefully Keisha jump in the chat so she can see all of the birthday wishes. I see them. All right. So let me go ahead and do the summary, and then we're gonna break it down. All right. Okay. So. For the week of the 17th through the 24th for the Young and the Restless, Phyllis turns herself in as she strikes a deal with Tucker and gets a new lawyer. Victor threatens that if Adam doesn't follow his orders, he is done with him. Summer is shocked when she smells Audra perfume on Kyle while, while Christine and Heather battle over Phyllis' legal woes. Summer slaps Kyle for sleeping with Audra and Nick and, Ad- and Adam and Nick agree to work together while Tucker pressures, pressures Phyllis. Ashley tells Tucker she loves him as Christine and Phyllis lock horns. And then finally, Summer and Audra trade insults. Billy warns Kyle to be cautious. and Adam makes demands of Victor. All right. So where do you want to start?
2: Um mm, I'll let you pick.
0: All right. Well, let's go ahead and um knock out this whole thing with Summer and Audra and Kyle.
2: Okay. That's what that would have been my pick too. So we on the same wavelength.
0: Okay. So what do you what is your thing? <clears throat> excuse me. What do you think about this whole situation with um Summer and Kyle, because how she actually found out Mm -hmm. was not only seeing them hanging out together and then the new job at Newman Media, but she smelled his perfume. I mean, she smelled her perfume on him. Yeah. What is your thoughts on that one?
2: Uh, Well, I'm glad that this part is out, at least, um, because um, I got tired of seeing Summer like, you know, on the brink of begging and, you know, like, it it was just, like, a bad look for her, like, you know, thinking that she had a chance to save the marriage. Meanwhile, he's, you know, he's out there boinking Audra every day in the week. So I'm glad she knows now. Um, Hopefully we see her character move on, um, you know, because she basically has no choice, to be honest with you. So hopefully we get to see some kind of story for summer besides her just you know hoping kyle returns to her so i'm glad that it came out um you know it's, it's kind of funny um i've noticed how when summer was first doing all the lying and scheming um people were like feeling sad for kyle they were like you know poor kyle she's you know she's keeping his mother locked up She's lying to him. And then I've seen like this kind of shift now where it looks, it looks like people are turning on Kyle because of what he's doing. Um, I don't feel like he, I honestly don't feel like he's really done anything wrong. He's told her from the jump he's wanted the separation. Um, So yeah, you know, maybe legally they're still married, but he's not in the marriage. The, the marriage has been over since he, since the secret came out. So um, I find it kind of interesting the, the kind of turn that's been been put on Kyle, but I'm just glad that this situation has been revealed and they can both move on.
0: I think it was how he moved. It would be different if you know maybe he was just dating her, but he had jumped in the bed well before the separation. <clears throat> before the separation, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I get that.
0: Yeah, so I mean, even... Uh, did you see Bree's comment?
2: No, what's it, what did Bree say?
0: Bree said, I was so mad at Kyle, Summer, and Audra.
2: Oh, I see it now. Audra belongs on a corner. Kyle is just Liam with his hair pushed a different <laughs> side, and Summer needed all the fillers to come out of her. Yeah, but like... Okay, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever just gonna agree. Like, Like, I know y'all said the way he moved, but Y'all remember how she moved, right? Like, she was telling him she couldn't be with him. Uh, she needed to sleep in a separate room. She did all of that overacting, knowing damn well she knew his mother didn't kill her. So, I don't know. I can't forgive that. Like, I that's, I can't feel any remorse for her because she did a lot of lying. She, You know, she did a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that because I had, you know, for months on my recap, I had a lot to say about Summer.
1: Summer, mm-hmm.
0: I mean, she was looking at that dude right in his face, knowing that her mom was still alive and, you know, and Diane was being tortured. She was more concerned about that. And then she was like, you know, why? I'm worried about my husband's mistake when it comes to Harrison. Okay, were you thinking about Harrison? Mm-hmm. All those months when you were doing what you were doing now. Yeah. So to me, they both are at fault because, I mean, there's some accountability on both sides. But I guess the way you describe it is a wash. Then, right.
2: Because mm-hmm. to sit there and say, oh, look what's happening in Harrison. Um, you wasn't thinking about that when you, t- you know, you had the power to give that boy his grandmother back. You kept her locked away. So where was all the concern for Harrison? Who you know for people that don't like Diane, that boy loves her. So where was your concern at for your son when his grandmother was away from him and he was wondering where she was? So I don't know. Like I guess you can say it's a, it's kind of a wash.
0: Now Bree said some. This is messages for you. Bree said Summer did a lot of lying for her husband
1: too.
2: You said for her husband, but did she did that? Did she do that for her husband or was she doing that? for Jack. You know, it was Jack and Diane that came up with the idea to steal the jewelry, so I don't know how, I mean, I guess you could kind of say that was for Kyle, but she did a lot more lying to Kyle than for Kyle.
0: Oh, okay, that's a good way to put it. Jenna, you got a totally different take on this. Drop your take in the comment section. Hi, Kira. Kira Bloomingdale says Summer had it coming. Kyle is a player. Audra isn't a hustler. She's just taking care of herself and her needs. Audra is a sneaky snake.
2: Hey, you know what? Audra, uh, Audra is out there on her own though. She ain't got nobody, so she got to play tough. You know what I mean? Like it's it's her herself and 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 I. You know, like she she don't have nobody on her side like that. So you ca- you can't really be too mad at Audra because she's a sole survivor out there.
0: Yeah, I guess so. You know, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens after because it's a lot of merging going on. With all, yes, it is.
2: That's the big one this weekend. At merge, merge,
0: we gotta kind of break that part of it down too with what Victor is trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I mean, Adam is looking at Audra as being expendable, so. Mm You know, for that to be the case, and Kyle working over there, it's a, you know, it's going to be interesting to see the fallout. I guess at this point, it's over for these two, and so I'm assuming they're headed to divorce court. Mm-hmm. I think they should have headed them to divorce court as quick as they headed Liam and Hope to divorce.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and we can keep it moving because obviously it's over with Kyle. So yeah.
2: for now. Yeah, they'll be back at some point, as we know, but it's over for now.
0: So I guess my question is what what happens to the Summer character now? What type of storyline do they give her? Is she just going to be plotting to undermine, you know, the relationship or whatever the situation ship is with Audra and Kyle or move on to something else? I know she she's trying to run Marchetti with Chelsea. Mm
2: hmm. So I still still think at the end of the day something is going to be done with Summer and Chance Mm -hmm. I still truly believe that and I can kind of see possibly the writings on the wall now because you have this whole dynamic with Sharon, Adam and Nick working together and I think that's going to leak into personal lives so I think Sharon may end up with one of those two and then that would leave Chance available mm-hmm. for summer, and if it's Nick that Sharon ends up with, that would leave Adam available for Sally again. So there's a lot of pieces, you know, kind of mixed up right now, and I think it'll be some kind of fallout with with the, with that situation.
0: I was hoping, you know, that some kind of way they make make it around to where Audra ends up with Adam. I really. I want that connection. I mean because they're two very savage people in business mm-hmm. and I think that with the way he is and how the go-getter mentality that Audra is if they put those two together they could run circles around Newman.
2: They could, they really could. Now are you at the point to where um you're kind of done? wanting to see Adam get back with Sally or would you like to see him have like this dalliance with Audra before he gets back to Sally or would you not even care about Adam and Sally anymore and want to see Adam and Audra be something long-term?
0: Um, the whole situation with Sally and Adam, I think they, they, you know, after this whole thing with Nick and he's still going to be, cause I've seen some photos of upcoming spoilers and he's, coming over there, bringing Sally flowers for some special thing. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Obviously y'all really dragging this out. If y'all are going to keep Nick with Sally and then, you know, not going to reunite the whole Adam thing. I mean, I guess they could one day the baby's no longer a factor. So that connection is not there. I, I just, I just think they messed that up for me. I mean, I don't I don't see why they even brought Nick into that. They could have mm-hmm. just let them, you know, play hard to get with each other and then come back together in this whole grand no. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's where I am when it comes to those two. I'm kinda not happy with the writers with the way that they took them down that road since the fall of twenty twenty two.
2: Mm-hmm. Someone, yep. someone just said in the comments. I think it was Simone, Simone France, Francois. I don't know if that's how you said the last thing, but she said Adam needs somebody he can take care of. Him and Audra, I guess she would say, would just like be too savage for each other. But you know what? Something about Audra. I think Audra has a really soft side to her, and I think she overcompensates and she has to act hard and tough all the time because, like we, like I was just saying before, she doesn't have any family out there. She's alone. So I think there's a vulnerable side that maybe Adam could get to that maybe others probably couldn't because he has some vulnerabilities of his own. They might have a situation where maybe they're a little bit more similar than they initially think. And that could be something that, you know, is part of them bonding if they get together like you're hoping they do. So I wouldn't be um, too sure to say that they're too much uh, you know, too savage, that they would just go at each other all the time. I think that could potentially be something if they wanted to go down that that road.
0: Right. Bree said, Audra has messed with two Newman kids now. Any any more if Victor's kids, children, or grand- grandkids, Audra will sit right next to Ashlyn, and she shouldn't be so comfortable. Kyle can't save her. I mean, she's, she's playing. I am wonder if Summer is going to bring any of this up to her dad or mm-hmm. to, you know. I mean, it's going to come out soon enough from either Summer or they getting caught over at Newman Media on the couch.
2: Mm-hmm. Everybody
0: didn't use their couch. Adam and Sally didn't use their couch. Um, Nate and Victoria didn't use their couch.
2: And they, I hope they, they cleaners there must be some, some really good top-of-the-line workers. Because
0: Listen, if th- if those walls could talk or that couch Boy. could talk, man, I think that couch got more action than Liam and Hope's couch in the tiny cabin. The and
2: room. that couch got some action, so that's saying something right there. <laughs> that Hope and Leo couch was, was definitely getting some action.
0: Oh, my goodness. So, you know, I, eventually Kyle and Audra is probably going to, you know, Use the office for their personal use.
1: Somebody
0: go mm-hmm. see something. So I don't know. I guess it'll eventually get back, but um, I don't know. I, and like Jenna said, Jenna says she do not even like Adam and Sally anymore. They just they they, ripped them.
2: They ruined them, huh? They
0: ruined them to me.
2: Like they, they have ruined them, but I don't think they've been ruined to the point of no return yet. You know, exactly. we've seen her react to the letter we've seen you know we're starting to see a little bit of her being concerned saying oh maybe you should go over there and keep an eye on your brother he needs someone he needs this so we're starting to see maybe just a little bit of you know a little bit of sally opening up a little bit so i don't want to say it's to the point of no return but i definitely do think he needs to be put in somebody's in somebody's path a little bit, if if only to make Sally jealous, like so so she can see what she's been missing. So I think he should have a something. He should have a little something.
0: So Shabrita Jennings, look like you're a newbie here. Thank you for the comment. She says writers have ruined Adam and Sally. It's a done deal. Audra needs to be developed more to consider her with Adam. She's just too narcissistic.
2: What do you think about that? Mm, See, I think in that situation, it would be her being involved with Adam that would probably help her evolve. Like you said, she's kind of the domineering personality in the relationship with Kyle, right? She needs that edge. She needs that, you know, like we was talking about before, like Adam would be that man that would take charge, take control. I think she kind of needs that, you know, Mm-hmm. so I think her being in a relationship with Adam would probably help her evolve to get to that point I don't think she needs to evolve just to even start it with Adam it could be her involvement with him that shows a different side to her
0: Jenna said I want them to just be over she said Audra has no soul or heart at all Oh, like,
2: I mean people she's don't really
0: like
2: Audra, funny. huh? I said people really don't like Audra Audra looks like huh?"
1: Mm-mm.
0: And the other thing is is that, you know, she still got this thing that she had with Tucker going on, you know, so you no, know, and then they still flirt with each other, even though they are talking about how their lives are going for the better, you know, they still have this underlying flirtation going on between
2: I them. I think yeah, like, it's like a tinge it's still like a tinge of that with Tucker, you do see that but I don't think she's interested in starting any romance with no. um, with Tucker again. Not, not, at least not at this point. Because remember, you still have the fact that she was telling Nate she was interested in him. So before she would even get to Tucker, I think she would try something with Nate before she would try something with Tucker again. So um, yeah, like, yeah. It, 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 I think that's just their banter. That's just her relationship with Tucker no matter what like I think they both could be married and they they would still have somewhat of that kind of banter with each other so I don't look too deep into that right now because Tucker really is all about Ashley at this point
0: yeah for now I mean Mm because I thought at some point he had threw something out there and she kind of turned him down a little bit so I don't know I think if Audra was to open the door he would walk in knowing Tucker now I will. Say you Tucker,
2: think so? Even with how he feels about Ashley right now,
0: I know. But Tucker is Tucker. His history—he has a—he has a history of not being just this monogamous guy. I mean, that's how him and Ashley broke up. Yeah,
2: you know? yeah, that's true. But I think he is trying this time with Ashley. Like, I think he's really trying. The more she keeps postponing things and looks to be pushing him away, I think she could end up doing that. So she needs to kind of be careful because she seems to be playing games. But we can get into that a little bit more once we... um,
0: Well, you know what? Let's just go ahead into that because the whole thing with the uh, Abbott feud is really heating up. And we got Jack and Diane against... Ashley and Tucker and of course she started that new business and you know they were worried about her taking the patents and they look at Mm -hmm. the legal and Kyle was like okay this is where Kyle got me about the job piece Jack offered him a position he didn't want to take it but then Mm -hmm. he wants to blame Jack for kicking him out of the company Mm -hmm. dude you walked away he could have found. He could have made you. I don't
2: know. Jack offered multiple positions. Actually, he gave, yeah.
0: He could have gave him a CFO or mm-hmm. I O or whatever else in the C suite. Even if he wasn't going to be co CEO because Billy has that spot. Mm-hmm. But he just walked away. It's like it's my way or the highway, and forget it. And then telling everybody he got kicked out. You yeah. know, and it's like that makes it worse. I'm I'm wondering if they're going to use that. And well, obviously she's going. He's going over to Newman Media so far, but I mean, you got that situation going on, and then you got Ashley using Tucker as a ploy. I don't think she loves this man. I think she's pacifying him mm-hmm. because he's begging, "Marry me, wear the ring, let's get engaged. What are we going to do? Are we in a relationship?" And she's sick and tired of hearing him come back every time with that.
2: So she's like, you know what? I I, I love you. I think mm-hmm. I. I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. stop. Yes, and I've said this to you in the past um, on different streams. Uh, I feel like she's playing him. Mm-hmm. Um, she's using him to get what she needs and what she wants out of this. And then I don't know how she's gonna do it, but she's gonna find a way out. Of like the marriage is fake. like she's not gonna marry him, I don't think. and um she she's gonna find a way out of the relationship. Now, I can see her possibly saying she'll date him that can date and try that over again, but I don't think she's gonna marry him. Um, cause I think she's you know she's she's you know she's appeasing him to get what she needs. And I've been feeling like she's been playing him for a while now. and the thing that I'm um the thing that I'm worried about is once he does find out, because tucker has a bit of a vicious side to him and um like we saw it um when he banged his hand on the table when he was talking to phyllis you saw that viciousness come out and um so i'm wondering if he finds out that ashley's playing him will he either go after jabal like he originally wanted to and make the mall suffer will he do something to sabotage this new business like I don't think he's going to take to it too nicely to see that Ashley's playing him.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, which moves us into the whole thing with Phyllis because Phyllis ties into that outside of her court thing that Christine is trying to take her down. You know, when he brought Carson to town
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and, you know, it's like, hey, you know, this is your ticket out, but I'm holding this at leverage. If you want to stay out of jail, I need to get you to get on the Diane's scan. And these two women were absolutely civil. Now, whether it was fake or not, I actually liked the scene between Phyllis and Diane taking the high road. And yeah. he got mad and slammed the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and you like, dude, you look really psychotic right this now. you what I
2: was talking like, Is you crazy? That's exactly what I said when he did that.
0: I'm like, dude, you the one look like who... Because he figured that it was just way too easy. He figured that Diane was going to be so triggered Mm -hmm. to see see Phyllis that she was just going to blow her top. And Phyllis was like, hey, girl, you looking good. It's good to see you. And he looking like, wait a minute. You being fake. You know you feel something. And I'm like,
1: the best...
2: Didn't he he, kind of scream that? Tell her how you feel? Like, that that's exactly what he said at the table, I think, right? Tell her how you feel. So yeah, you saw that side of him, uh, when he wasn't getting what he wanted.
0: I know. And I mean, as much as I give Phyllis so much black for over the past year or so.
2: Deservedly or, so. Deservedly yeah, so.
0: Yeah, deservedly so. I just like the fact that they were civil. I mean, Honestly, they could flip. Those two can actually turn the tables on Jack and Ashley, especially Mm -hmm. Phyllis. If Phyllis was to go to Jack and Diane and say, look, I'm in trouble. I made a deal, and it's not going to go the right way. Who knows? Jack can figure out. He figure out other stuff, maybe. Mm -hmm. He'll get Victor's help. But Mm -hmm. to figure out a way to get Tucker from blackmailing
2: her i guess is that blackmail or just leverage it's kind of yeah it's kind of leverage at this point um, Mm uh i would say because the alternative is not getting the help at all and then you know what i mean so having that man's testimony would be a huge help to her so i feel like it's more of a leverage situation more so than a blackmail
0: I would love for the writers to do a switcheroo. You know, we got a brief stint of that for about seven months with Taylor and Brooke on The Bold and the Beautiful when they Mm -hmm. became this whole BFF, especially after 30 years of going back and forth with each other. Mm -hmm. It would be a huge twist if actually they used these two, Phyllis and Diane, to actually team up against Tucker and Ashley.
2: You know what? Maybe that's what happens in the end. Because one thing we do know, um, kind of like somebody else we knew would get away with something on another show, but we'll talk about that later. We know Phyllis is is getting off one way or another. Of course. So um when that does happen, then we can get we could get that potential tag team of her and Diane trying to shut down um, Ashley and Tucker because um, didn't Tucker tell Phyllis what his plans was the other day when he said that their plan was to basically bring Jabot down to their knees, right? Yeah. So once she does get out, which we know she will, maybe she takes that information to Jack and maybe she would be willing to come back to work for Jabot and to help them stop whatever Ashley and Tucker are doing. That would be nice to see her and Diane actually teaming up, you know, for a good cause. But you I, I would that, like that too.
0: That makes sense, Jay, because did you hear Phyllis ask Tucker in today's episode? So, what are your plans with Jabo? And I'm like, <laughs> maybe, just maybe she wants to know, and maybe she'll break it to Jack. So, Jack, and spoiler alert, Jack and Diane on next Thursday, the 27th episode, is going to reunite so or meet up. They're going to come face-to-face for the first time. since Jack and Phyllis? Jack and Phyllis, yeah. Okay. So this would be, and I don't know if this is going to happen, but if she kind of figure out what Ashley and Tucker is doing, Mm-hmm. That would be a huge way to kind of give an apology to Jack
1: mm-hmm.
0: to say, you know what, I I did something stupid. I thought I, that Tucker could help me out and they're using me. They're getting ready to take down Jabo. I just want to let you know I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do this to all of you all. You know, or whatever, and maybe can flip this on his head. This is just me speculating. Even though that interaction between the two of them is going down on twenty seven. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So. That makes that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense to do that way. Um, I would like to see that.
0: I would love to see that. I would love because Ashley is getting on my
2: nerves. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she is. It's like it's funny because. She's morphed into what Phyllis was when this whole thing started. Mm-hmm. The obsession with Diane, um, you know, like just the manicness. It seems like all of that has come on to Ashley now. And now that's all she can think about. She's gonna destroy my family's legacy and all of this stuff. It's like she has been completely obsessed with Diane when that was Phyllis's role, when it was when it was Ashley. Nikki and Phyllis working together, Phyllis was always the manic one and obsessed. And it's like, Ashley then just took that over.
0: Yeah, you're right. And you remember when she had the conversation with Diane yesterday or Wednesday, when they were sitting at the Abbott house.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Ashley was trying to get a rise out of her and Diane wasn't biting. And she got mad talking about you're living rent-free in my head.
1: Yeah, she she admitted to it.
0: You sound like Phyllis now. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of glad that, you know, um, Nikki decided to take the high road on that when she had that conversation with Jack. Was that last week or the week before last? And she was like, you know what? As much as I can't stand Diane, I got other things I need to focus on, which is you need to move on with your life. Yeah. (laughs) So... I mean, honestly, I just think that whole thing with Phyllis, she could, this is an opportunity for Phyllis to turn this thing around. And if Jack would see that Ashley, if she was to come and say, hey, Ashley and Tucker is trying to destroy your company, that could be a way to redeem her in Jack's eyes. Does that make sense?
2: Yes. That Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yep. And then I won't say that Diane and Phyllis would be BFFs mm-hmm. but somewhere in there they can come to a, a common ground in there and say hey you know what this stuff is taking up most of our lives you know I'm not going to say I'm going to be your best friend but how about we just be civil you go in your corner You, I go in my corner we just leave each other
2: <laughs> yeah you know
0: I mean that's just my thoughts
2: about it yeah, they might, that might be what they have to do.
0: So something very interesting. I know you saw Monday's episode, right?
2: No, I didn't get a chance to check it out. I saw that it was posted, but okay. I did not get a chance to check it out.
0: Well, something interesting is going to happen, which actually I will say by the end of next week, Ashley is going to have to defend herself and explain herself and diane is going to come up with a win now i know gina jenna you might not like
1: this
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. because she you know she knows she thinks that diane has ulterior motives hiding somewhere but yeah uh diane diane is going to get a big win next week
2: oh i can't wait to see what that's all about
0: Well, here's the thing. She's going to do something that I wanted her to do, that Billy asked her to do, and I'm happy that she's doing it. (laughs) What? Yes. So, and I don't want to give away all of the spoilers. I'm going to do a spoiler video. You know, I'll tell you later, Jay. Okay. Don't worry about it. I'll message
1: you.
0: (laughs) Um, but um, yeah, that I honestly think by doing that. What does what that leave now? Now, it's if if once Diane do what she do next week and Ashley continues, it's no longer about Diane There, it's personal. Does that mm-hmm. make sense?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: So, how are you going to sp- explain yourself when Diane makes a, a different move that is unexpected to everybody? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of people I know... Are- Jenna says she want Diane off the show, period.
2: Wow. Jenna is, not, Jenna a is not a Diane fan.
0: No, no,
2: no, no. See, can you give me one minute? I will okay. be right back.
0: Okay, no problem. Okay. All right, let me read some of these comments in here. Bree says Phyllis, Diane are completely different from Brooke and Taylor. Phyllis and Diane deliberately committed crimes to punish each other. That's true. I mean, yeah, because with Brooke and Taylor, they've just been fighting over the same man. And they've been, you know. But, yeah, Diane and Phyllis, yeah, they've done some things. Kira said Tucker finally got interesting with his random rescue of Phyllis. What is his angle? Why revenge on Diane when he helped bring her back? Ashley isn't all that. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, the Tucker character that they have on air now, Kira, I actually really like because he is so funny. This man is, is comic relief. <clears throat> Excuse me, comic relief on this show. He is too funny. At the same time, you know, him holding that leverage over Phyllis, it keeps... Um, Him having somebody to, you know, do his bidding. So who's to say once this whole thing is over, next thing you know, he wants Phyllis to do something else or he's going to tell the cops or whatever, you know what I mean? So some kind of way she got to free herself from that leverage. And I think the best way to do it is to tell Jack so she can get up out under his thumb and let Jack, Maybe talk to Victor because you know Summer is his granddaughter to try to see if they can do something against Tucker and this Ashley situation, so you know they can get that leverage off of her. you know what I'm saying, so um let me see. did Diane birth the office portrait of Vi- of Victor and now Victoria? I'm not sure about that. If anybody else in the comment section know what Kira is asking about, yeah, drop a comment and respond. All right, I'm back.
1: What did Kira ask?
0: Kira asked, didn't Diane birth the office portrait of Victor and now Victoria? I don't Hmm. know what that means. I'm not sure.
2: I don't think so because I remember... Did it with because the one that the one portrait of because she's talking about the portraits that they have in the office, right? Right, right,
1: right. Um, the one Victoria has, Ashlyn got that for her, right, as as an anniversary um gift. But I know
2: he, I remember him saying, whoever the artist is that does them, she really didn't do them like that. Like, those were like very like the one for Victor was a very special thing. She doesn't go around doing that a lot, so like it took a lot and I think he went to the same artist that did the Victor one, so it couldn't have been Diane at that point, because when he got that, Diane wasn't back. Nobody even knew Diane was alive, so... Right. Yeah, I don't think so.
0: Okay. Okay, gotcha. Um, Shabrita said, I don't understand Ashley's intense hate for Diane. Maybe she reminds Ashley of her mother. Ashley still have made peace with not being a blood abbot. I think that's the root of the Ashland the Ash hatred. What do you think?
2: Hmm. I don't know. Um, Because to me, it it always seemed like the hatred towards Diane, I understand what she did. Don't get me wrong. But I always felt like, you know, from Phyllis and, and then even Ashley, it felt like the hatred was a little bit much. You know what I mean? Like, after you've seen everything that different people in this city, in Genoa City, have done, I don't understand why the hatred for Diane is so extreme when people have done way worse than what Diane has.
0: I know Victor has done.
2: Absolutely.
0: Victor tops the list. That man got bodies. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And he he does so much right he's a legacy character he always come out on top at the end even though you know now i would say probably in the last decade or so he's been low-key but in his heyday Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah always had something going on
2: i mean it hasn't even been 10 years since the marco situation right and that's one of the worst things he ever did kidnapping jack and replacing him with that evil twin yeah, um, right. with his blood, with that evil lookalike, I should say, yeah, and the then it and head. you found, yeah, then you found out Marco had you know how many people Marco had killed, and then he had other people killing for him while he was in Genoa um, city. Hey, um, hey, hey, J J
0: used the word unalive.
2: Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, I keep forgetting about that unalive. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, he got more no bodies than anybody, you know. But I guess it did. They're making this whole storyline, and I know, like I said, there's a lot of Sheila haters and Diane haters. Sheila's done some crazy things. We'll deal with her later. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, this whole thing with Diane, for Ashley to be so consumed with it, I mean, haven't you learned from Phyllis's experience what that type of consumption does to you? hmm you know, that girl couldn't eat. She couldn't sleep. She was freaking out. She, Amanda told her to go talk to somebody. Remember that last year? Yeah. At the Grand Phoenix? Yep. That girl, even
2: Amanda she, saw it was too much.
0: She saw it was too much. And now you're going to pass the baton off to Ashley because look like with Phyllis coming back, even though she's excited about the fact that Carson can give her an alibi, she seems a lot calmer now.
2: Phyllis has always been a good actress, though. I wonder how much of that is true. Mm-hmm. That her, because even Daniel called her out on it, right? He'd say, like, who is this? When yeah. she was talking about, you know, being calm and, mm-hmm. you know, she's changed and all that stuff. He's like, who is this? Like, so you never know with Phyllis how much is an act and how much is sincere.
0: Now, Jasmine Williams said Ashley should hate Tucker for sleeping with Diane. I hate when women blame other women instead of the dog that did the deed. Mm. Cats. Only thing is, is that we control the access. So I mean, it's just unfortunate that he—they sh- should have sent him away. <laughs> <laughs> they should have sent him away. he would be like, "Look, don't come over here. You marry. You would. I mean, that's just like Audra." She knew that, you know, Kyle was still at least married or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But she was like, come on in, you know. So Yeah. It is what it is. Um, but anyway, let's kinda move the storyline forward. So yes. um, outside of what's going over at Jabot, because there's a lot of stuff that's happening, um
1: mm-hmm.
0: next week, um, this also leads us into Um, what's going on with Phyllis's court case. Because Michael disappeared, as we talked about last week, and, you know, he went off to help his mom. And so Heather took over the case. Heather gets in front of Christine saying, you know, you need to look at the facts. And Christine is like, look, girl, stop. You don't know who you're dealing with. What do you think about that? Do you think that, I think, honestly, uh, you know, I know this is so far world, but mm-hmm. technically somebody like Christine would usually have to recuse herself, wouldn't she? Oh,
2: um, I think so. Um, I mean, it's tough because wasn't she in different positions throughout the different issues that have come along with Phyllis throughout the years, right? Like, now she so she's like, isn't she like some big deal with the government right now? Mm-hmm. Christine, and then before like so I don't know how much that comes into play, like if it's if it's a whole different situation um
0: well, what I mean is is that she got so much history with the
2: defense. No.
0: and so with that history can come bias, and so can and I mean honestly, you know most most attorneys i'm surprised heather is not asking because on any other television show mm-hmm. probably heather would ask her you you need to recuse yourself just based on the fact of your previous history in your personal life with my with my client
2: yeah i would say as far as phyllis's defense go that would be something that they definitely should have emotion or asked about um I don't know why, because I don't think has Michael ever even mentioned that when he was talking to Phyllis? Um, but that's definitely something that they should have brought up. Like, hey, there's too much personal history here between my client and um, what is Christine's position? What is she, the DA? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, that definitely should have been brought up, that there's too much history between my client and the DA to at least bring that up. Um, so, yeah, as far as recuse herself, unless she's forced to, I'm not surprised she hasn't, because nope. she really wants to bring Phyllis down, so if it's a situation where she, you know, uh, if, it, if it was so personal, I would have felt like maybe they would have kind of made her mm-hmm. step away from it, but since they did it, of course she's gonna, you know, she's gonna go after her, because because of what you said, because of the past history that's way so she really wants to bring this person down.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, I you know I see it in the comments because Jenna said that in fact um, she would have to normally recuse herself because Heather should even ask for a recusal and use an assistant DA. Whereas that also ties into um, somebody else in the comment section. Who was that? I want to make sure I give you your props, but they said that. Um, yeah, it's only one lawyer in town. Oh, Mary! Mary said is the only lawyer. <laughs> so.
2: Well, yeah, I guess the only defense lawyer uh, or prosecutor, right? Because you got yeah. Michael as the defense so lawyer.
0: Listen, we don't have a whole office full of attorneys to choose from.
2: You so. make like one of each. So she's she's the she's the prosecutor, I guess. Michael's the the town defense lawyer. Chance is the town cop. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I think this is like one of each thing. It looks like.
0: Yeah, Bree said I was upset that they just said Paul is in Portugal trying to figure things out. No, why and I didn't have a storyline for him. Christine looks sad when he told her where is the storyline. Yeah, they.
2: they you all me. right, Jay? Yeah, I'm just clearing my throat. Excuse me.
0: Yeah, they just kind of phased out Paul. Hmm. And I guess because Doug Davidson has been, I know there's whatever behind-the-scenes history or some stuff going on. I'm not going to even get into all of that. but
2: I've heard he was unhappy.
0: Yeah, something like that. I don't know. But the thing is, is that they don't want to even recast the character. If you can recast Chance 10 times and have four Adams and Diane was recast once, well you why not recast Paul? but I guess he's a legacy
2: character. I was just about to say he is, I guess cause he is a legacy character because if you go way back when it was what, it was him, it was Nikki, it was Victor, Catherine Chancellor. So like those characters, I don't think they want to recast if they don't absolutely have to. Yeah, that's
0: true. That's true. So anyway, um, yeah, the thing is, she's going to have a hit to her case next week, Phyllis.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, on Monday especially. It's like, ooh, well, I don't know what to tell you, girlfriend. I guess we'll see what happens because, um, and I'll just throw this spoiler alert out there. I usually drop nuggets here and there anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that Carson is going to go missing.
2: What? <laughs> Well at least she's
0: being told that. I'm thinking Tucker might be playing with her
2: mm.
1: just
0: to freak her out and mess with her head and then he might show up again, kind of with oh, yeah. fear in yeah. her, but from what's being said on Munchie, yeah, um he uh you know Tuck Carson goes missing,
2: so yeah, because he was left unhappy at that table. So maybe he wants to put a little fear on her to fear in her. To let her know he's not the one to play with.
0: Right. Right. No, Tucker, I mean, as silly and goofy and witty as he is, I mean, the Tucker character is very smart and move chess pieces across the board. And I honestly oh, think he's playing Ashley too. I really don't believe that he's.
2: Ooh, okay. This guy that's
0: just falling head over heels for her.
2: So you think he's still kind of sticking to those original plans of wanting to take over Jabot?
0: Oh, of course. Think about it like this. They got a new company. They want to dismantle Jabot. If they weaken it to the point to absorb it, Mm -hmm. he got not only Ashley, a new company, her patents, but now also Jabot. So he got Mm -hmm. more than what he actually came to town
1: for.
2: That would be so dirty if that's what he was doing. But if he was, is there any chance that Diane would have been in on it from the jump as well? Because remember, she was supposed to be coming over there to look at the financial reports of Jabot for him. So is there any chance she, if if he is doing that, is there any chance in your opinion that Diane's in on it with him?
0: I Honestly, can't see it right now now I know Jenna Corsentino probably think that
2: but... yeah, she probably already typed in yes the second <laughs> I, I said that I typed
0: it <laughs> <in comment laughs> but me myself I can't see that right now because of one of the moves that she's going to make next week so it's like why would you do what you do if you think that was going to be part of helping Tucker take the company you know what I mean
2: Mhm, keeping she up appearances, perhaps
0: she said if you will if you will go back to the beginning of all of this, I please I ask
2: yeah. she said that earlier, Just, uh give us a little bit more elaborate on that. What do you mean when you say go back to the beginning of all of this? You mean when she first came back and she was in l a and the whole thing with the house and Jack's granddaughter, Are you talking about that, or a little bit after that, <laughs> what do you mean?
0: She says everybody's forgetting, but I'm telling y'all that he and Diane and Audra are <laughs> together. I guess mm-hmm. we'll have to see Jenna. I I'm trying to tell you what he's what what she's doing next week. Well, listen. i will be here for it. You know, I would like to see whatever that is that you're talking about, girl.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so. She's not she's really not pulling uh it's like she's playing. Well, we'll see. You know, I don't wanna drop too many spoilers. Yeah. Um, but um yeah, I this is gonna be interesting and I wanna see how this all pans out for Phyllis. But I think Phyllis could actually redeem herself if she kind of blow the whistle on all of this with when it comes to Tucker and Ashley.
2: Yep. Yeah, that'll be very interesting to see what Phyllis's moves will be because mm-hmm. she's gonna get off at, uh, in some form or fashion.
0: Yeah, more than life. You can't keep a character like Phyllis.
2: Yeah, too strong. You know they they um they did a lot to bring her back, and um so yeah, they're not just gonna have her to go go to prison. We don't see her on screen, so you know she's getting out.
0: Of course, that's the same thing. There was no reason that Sheila was gonna stay in prison. Yes. Kimberlyn Brown is a legacy actress.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, he's on a three-year head. contract. You know, yeah. they wasn't just going to keep her locked away, so...
0: Yeah, I mean, so for, for them, you know, for folks thinking that Sheila was just going to be locked up in prison forever,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: same thing with yeah. Phyllis. You know, Michelle Stafford, like you said, it took a lot to get her back here last... Was it last year or the year before last?
2: Yeah mm-hmm.
0: year before last, because uh, the other lady... Gina. yeah, Gina Tognoni played her before, um, mm-hmm. okay, so now we got this other storyline with Victor. now Victor decides that he couldn't tell his kids what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he like not he never did that He said, I'm not playing with y'all, y'all getting on my nerves. I need y'all to sit down and shut up and listen to what I have to say. You're gonna do what I tell you to do.
2: That man came in there with that black turtleneck, looking like he was in New Jack City. Had them sitting around, <laughs> and he told them what was what.
0: Oh my god! I just... Mm, okay, so they always wonder why Adam always flip out if you don't have Victoria always trying to undermine him,
2: mm-hmm, preach.
0: Nicholas is always wishy-washy. He's hot and cold. Yes. And then Victor makes promises he don't keep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when he gave him a dustus, a dust, uh, well, McCall is now called a dustus. Yeah. No, it's
2: a dustus.
0: No, it's actually a dustus with a D, because I went and it looked is? it up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a dustus. It does. The word a dustus means scorched earth. Okay. So, because I'm like, is he saying Augustus? Or I Augustus? thought he
2: was saying Augustus for the longest time.
0: No, it's a dust.
2: A dustus. Okay.
0: Right, and and that's why everybody was looking like a dustus. And then Victor was like, "Yeah, it means scorched earth." Um. He was about to turn this whole thing around, but the problem is, he wanted to take Newman Media back. Which of course pissed off Victor, and I'm like, why? You gave him Newman Media at first. Victoria mm-hmm. lied on Adam. Remember that? He yeah. About whatever it was, and then Victor got pissed off and took Newman Media from him. hmm And he like, shoot, I built that company. I want it back. Yeah. And Victor was like, uh, no. So guess what? I'm taking a dustus, and it's coming under the Newman umbrella. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I was not happy about that. You know how I wanted him to have autonomy. But I don't, no. know, why, I don't know why Adam thought that Victor buying or giving him ownership, not own, yeah, well, I guess ownership or whatever was going to give him autonomy. Victor liked telling his kids what to do.
2: Mhm, and Adam falls for it every time what is this like the third time in a row oh, no. that this man was supposed to give him a company of his own and then he just pulls it from out of under him like do you know how deflating that must be and I'm like dude just be done with it you are more than capable of creating your own business running it and running it well like you don't need the no at all and then You've got Sharon in his ear. And I told you how fucked about that. That girl was talking about her, you know what, this week. That girl. That girl (laughs) look weak if I bring you on. What?
0: Jay, I couldn't believe the words that was coming out of Sharon's mouth talking about, well, if I bring you in, it makes me look weak or makes the company Hmm. look weak. I'm like, girl, wait a minute. Hold on. So you got a company handed to you by a person, and you know nothing about tech.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You went to school to get your um, mental health license, psychology, sociology. I forgot which one it was. Mm -hmm. And you run a coffee house. This man went to Harvard Business School. And you say bringing him will make your company look weak.
2: That makes no sense. That makes whatsoever.
1: No
2: sense to me. <laughs> the fact that they could write that with a straight face and put that to print and then put that on air, her saying that, the same person that's been pushing coffee beans for how many years? And, uh-huh. and you mean to tell me you look weak by bringing in a corporate tycoon, there which is. Adam is? There like is this man gets it done and all you've done is run a coffee house, but you look weak. If, if anything, he would look weak for wanting to help your fleeting company that you got from your stalker. Like, how does it, he would be helping you. Like, I don't get that.
0: So, Katana says she has a bachelor's and a master's degree in psych. I understand.
2: That has nothing to do with business, though, Katana, respectfully. Like,
0: uh, that,
1: exactly.
2: has, that has nothing to do with business.
1: This.
0: My oldest, has a has those one of those degrees. My other one has a management information systems along with business administration. They mm-hmm. don't even work in the same field.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so for Sharon to think that, and I think, wait a minute. Now she does have experience working at Restless Style, so they really yeah. have company knowing how to run a I guess run a business run a because a, a, um, mm, we got wrestling style God they go way back don't it
2: wasn't that like magazine right. and yeah so like I mean she has some. some I'm not taking it I'm not taking the. you know I'm not taking nothing away from her she has a bit of business experience but she wasn't running mm-hmm. she was a part of the team she had a she had a specific position, but she was not the, um, you know, the day to day business operations, business management type of person that Adam is when he runs a company. So it's still not the same, even when she was like, that's a little stuff that she could put on her resume, but it doesn't compare to running, especially she, they're trying to save mm-hmm. a company. Mm-hmm. Not even just start one. It's not like a little Kickstarter. They're trying to save this company. So, yeah, she doesn't have the type of experience to save a company by herself. So her saying it makes me look weak. That really just did not make any sense.
0: Uh, Katana, yeah, I know you agree with us. We was just—I know you were trying to clarify what type of degrees that she has. So, yeah, I appreciate you, girl. No problem. No problem. Um, but for Sharon. Yeah, Sharon had no business saying some mess like that. She should be asking for his expertise. Mm-hmm. To say, you know what? You went to Harvard and learned all of that. And and it, it manifested itself when they sat on that couch at Victor's house today. And Adam was doing all the talking and negotiating. They yeah. sitting over there on that couch with their head going left to Right.
2: I love when you said that to me earlier in the messages. because um, it was a specifically true. And um, like you you could just see it, like it was there visually for you too. Him and Victor both wearing black, mm-hmm. you know, business, you know, looking business like. I think Nick had on his famous polo, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> he was sitting with the polo looking like a server at a country club for the summer. And Sharon was wearing white. For somebody brought this up to me too. Why was she wearing a white outfit? Was it the same white outfit that she been wearing all week, or was it just two or three different white outfits? Because I she don't had know. white. I, she I, had on white when she was getting it on with Chance on in, in the in her office, and then like she, like, I don't like. I was wondering was that the same outfit? I don't know.
0: I didn't really uh, Sharon and and I gotta say Sharon Case. Mm-hmm. And Michelle Stafford, their dresses are absolute. Their outfits are absolutely gorgeous. Oh my God! I wasn't even. I didn't even catch that in regards to the same white outfit. I was mm-hmm. so caught up and mad at what she had to say.
2: Yeah, but well, like you <laughs> said, Adam was definitely in business mode. Mm-hmm. Um, he even did. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if you're familiar with the Simpsons. But he even did the Mr. Burns thing where he had his fingers touching each other with the thumbs. and then like it was like a business pose. Like he was sitting in that chair negotiating and like you said, sharing the Tennis head, uh Nick's heads was just going left to right, like they was watching a tennis match. Exactly. And, and he was all about the business. And that's how it's gonna be when they get together. Like But see you know, the
0: problem with that, Jay, is that Sharon and Adam think that they're trying to control and manage I mean Sharon and Nicholas think mm-hmm. that they're trying to control and manage Adam and keep him in line. And it's like how y'all gonna keep him in line if y'all don't even know what know what the, you know what he's trying to talk about or say he was yeah. the only one in that meeting breaking it all down. Autonomy. Mm-hmm. Can we get six months? Can we mm-hmm. do this? Sharon does work for Wrestler Style. We can use her for this and Nicholas for that. And they just sit over there like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they look. Uh huh. That's exactly what they was doing.
0: You know. So, uh, to me, honestly, I just wish I know Adam should have some money stashed somewhere. You know he do. Man, take that money and buy your own company.
2: Because remember he had that he was gonna give Sally the trust fund for the Correct. baby before the baby was even born. You you know he keep money stashed away. Adam Adam has always been like that with you know, he's always made sure he's had money, you know, stashed away no matter what. So mm-hmm. he good for that.
0: Now, do I what because when she was originally get, given when we saw that um Cameron Kirsten left her. I was still excited for Sharon because I'm like, okay, this moves her into another storyline. Yeah. Big owner. But don't start throwing shots at people, okay? Mm
2: -hmm. Because you ain't that yet. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Exactly.
2: You still selling lattes and muffins. Um, Let's kind of chill out with the business talking. I look weak if I bring you on. Like, chill out.
0: You know, and I mean, ain't nothing wrong with because I like my my uh my lattes and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. My cappuccinos, ain't nothing wrong with that.
2: And them Crimson Light mugs are pretty cool looking. I, I like the designs, so exactly. she's got some stuff working for her.
0: You know, but don't start throwing shots at somebody, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, girl, listen, all she had to do was say, look, let's just sit down and hash this out. Don't sit up mm-hmm. there and tell him. You're going to make me look weak. Okay?
2: Yeah, that was wild. See, that was wild. See, nobody looked at that. Nobody proofread that. Like, wait a minute. This Sharon talking to Adam? Exactly. Who wrote this? <laughs> Who now, it?
0: You did message me about the fact that you're liking the fact that the three of them are working together,
2: though. Yes, I do. I do kind of like that dynamic just because of the history with the three characters. Mm-hmm. I think it can bring some interesting stories. Okay. out of this because of the whole, you know, uh, the lingering effects of it. You've got um, you've got the Sally factor. You've got the Adam and Sharon history, the Nick and Sharon history, and it, it, people have been thinking they're going to get put back together because he's been brought into her orbit. So I kind of do like um that dynamic and, you know, I do like the little trifecta of them working on something outside of Victoria mm-hmm. and seeing what they can make You know, um, because I know they're still all going to be under the Newman, um, you know, umbrella. But I still I still like the idea of seeing maybe these three being so successful. Maybe they take a little dent in Victoria's armor because she, you know, she thinks she's Teflon right now, that everything she touches is gold. And, you know, she's got her boy toy up at the COO and she thinks everything is, you know, fine and dandy. So I kind of want to see these three. Make these two. Um, Nick keeps calling them these two fledgling companies. They're trying to make these two companies. I want to see them actually be really successful to the point where Victoria, you know, gets a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a fear to seeing how successful those three are.
1: I
0: guess the only thing that I don't like out of this entire thing is that Victoria has not learned anything. Victor keeps coddling the girl. He keeps enabling her bad behavior. And mm-hmm. she still ends up with everything. Now, granted, he says that he's going to be calling the shots, but Victoria is is all so, oh, dad. You know, you feeling this kind of way, and sure enough, all she got to do is kind of, you know, soften uh, yeah. her up and, you know.
2: All she gotta do is. I learned from the best, like um, like father, like daughter. Every time she hit him with that crap, oh come here, give me a hug, and um, uh, like everything is all a okay again. You know, she knows exactly what words to say. She knows how to butter up, butter him up by saying she's learned from the best, and I'm just like you. I learned from you, and then he gets all you know, teary eyed, and yeah, that's my daughter, and all that stuff. So. She knows, she knows how to play him. She knows what to do.
0: Of course she, she does. Of course Daddy's does. Little girl. And then, you know, now he was saying that he doesn't trust Nate. hmm You know, and I'm liking that, but you're a little bit too late for that. That man has been there for a little while now. He didn't mm-hmm. make it all the way up to the COO position. Now you don't trust Nate? You had a chance to put the kibosh on that months ago. Yeah. You know, but you let Victoria do her. You
2: know what I'm saying? It really is impressive how Nate has made this run up to that spot, though, isn't it? Like this man, what, not even a year ago, was getting rejected every time he brought something to Devon. Right. And now he's the COO of Newman um, Enterprises. Right. I mean, big ups to him for the moves he's been making.
0: Well, part of that is because of the fact that. Victoria is attracted to him and I know Keisha and uh, Trisha and I have said on previous podcasts that he has a huge case (laughs) Mm -hmm. if he wanted to because she was the one that really kind of pushed the relationship Um, but of course you know it's for great you know soap, soap drama romance in the office so you know it went the way it went but a lot of that I'm wondering if they was to break up or something go bad with that couple, would he be out?
2: Mm. And I was gonna say, is that lawsuit even a viable thing at this point? I mean, he's so he he no. has he has no. willingly given her the stroke exactly. so many times at this point that exactly you know what I mean? Where is the harassment at? You, you've been willingly giving it to her. So
1: yeah, he's cons- you know,
0: he consented to all that, you know, and yeah. a lot of that is uh predicated on the fact that this is a soap. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but the other thing is, is that if that relationship goes into the toilet, how does that work in him keeping that job? So he is somewhere in the back of his mind. He got to realize that I got to stay on on cold at Newman with Victoria, because if this relationship ends, she has the power to kick me to the curb, because at the end of the day, she's Newman.
2: See, in that situation, I think he would have a case, right? Mm-hmm. Like if they was to split up and then all of a sudden he got demoted, that could be something he potentially could get a lawyer for and say, hey, I've been doing my job. I've ex- zip exemplary um, notes and all of this thing of doing a good job. But the second that I decided to, you know, halt the relationship, I started getting you know, some certain things happening to me at work, the motions, pay cuts, things of that nature. I think at that point he would have a he would have okay. a case.
0: Yeah, because you being fired because you breaking up or something. hmm I don't know. But um yeah, so girl I mean, did you send me uh, I'm sorry, some one of my girlfriends sent me a text.
2: You know, you good.
0: I'm like, girl, what are you sending me? Um <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that, you guys. And then the thing is, because I have my speakers on, I have to have my speakers on. Sometimes my text messages come through my MacBook. And it's
1: okay, it's all good.
0: It's annoying sometimes. Anyway, um, yeah, so it, the question is, you know, how long is Nate's tenure at Newman going to last?
2: Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least at Newman Enterprises, right? I don't know how long it can last, but I I can definitely see it being see it being taken from him because it was always supposed to be temporary anyway. Mm-hmm. And then I can see him getting the C um the CEO at Newman Media back because um I don't think anybody expects him to be the C the COO um. Of Newman for a long, long time. I just don't see that happening.
0: Okay, ja- uh, Darby. Oh well. Well, Jasmine said Victor has clearly shown who his favorite is. He allowed many Vic to push Nicholas out of position. That Victor made him leave New hero- New Hope. I think it's called New Hope for working with the family and all of that. Yeah, that's the see. That's what I'm saying. You can't trust nothing to come out of Victor's mouth. Mm -hmm. you know oh you can come over here and work I mean there is no way Victor should have let Victoria push him out if that man said look because he wasn't the one that lost the baby I mean Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he can't feel anything with Mm -hmm. regards to Sally Adam was the one that lost the child and then of course Nicholas had the whole thing where he was fighting to save his other daughter um, Faith from the person thing but dude was like, "Look, I'm ready to come back to work." And Victoria like, "Oh no, no, no! You need
1: mm-hmm.
0: to take some time off." And they just let it happen. And now yeah. he's pushed out.
2: Yeah, and I don't get that either. Like you said, like because if Victor's supposed to be big bad daddy, and he says, "I run, the, I'm calling the shots now," and we run the business the way I want to run the business, that's why I was telling you earlier. That's one of the reasons why I think there's got to be something deeper here. There's got to be a bigger plan because how in one foot you can say, "I run the shots here, you know I call the shots here, I run the show, but then you still let her push him out, and mm-hmm. you said you don't trust Nate, so why is you letting him stay in that position and instead of Nick mm-hmm. keeping it when the whole reason why she gave it away from Nick is because she said he needed to rest because of well, what I- he went through, but he's working for you at the other company, so there was no need. He's right. he's working. He's still working anyway. So why does he have to work there and not at his original position? So there's gotta be something different going on. I think.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, maybe it is. Maybe there's another piece that's part of this because, where I mean, you talking? Okay, you got Newman Enterprises and every other company that they already have. Mm-hmm. Newman Media. You're bringing in a Dustin. And then you also bring in the tech company. And,
2: and they, then don't forget all the companies they absorbed from the merger with Lock.
0: Exactly. That's right. Because Ashland, what is it? Lock Industries? What
2: was yeah, Lock Industries. Yeah. Like,
0: he got all of those mergers as well. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like big bank take little bank. <laughs>
2: yes, that's exactly what it's like. The rich keep getting richer.
0: Right. And so, um, you know, then, spoiler alert, um, Victor is also going to offer Sally a position
1: mm-hmm. at
0: Newman as uh, they open up a new design um, side of the business. And I'm mm-hmm. like, he's just recruiting everybody.
2: <laughs> yeah, he is. He's trying to get all the talent in town
0: exactly you know so it's a lot of moving parts with ashley's business Jabo and the, that whole infighting, and then you got newman sucking up all the businesses in town
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know so this is going to be interesting my question is like somebody dropped in the comment section what is victoria and victor going to feel like with audra bringing kyle in yeah we haven't even got that far. I, I don't do they even know about it because, yeah, we
2: haven't even seen uh, Kyle technically at the Newman offices yet, right? Because he he was supposed to have the meeting, but the dude canceled on him. So we haven't even seen him in the building yet.
0: The other part of that is the fact that Adam sees Audra as expendable. So if that's the case, because you got three people running, you know, a Dustus and the tech company, mm-hmm. if they merge, they want and Adam's projections is to merge those two companies with, with Media.
1: Media. Yeah. So
0: why would you need why would you need Audra if you already got three heads?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess technically you could find a position for her. Maybe she could be PR or something like that. But it just it looks like Adam just wants her gone completely. Um, but do do you find that kind of interesting that he's specifically targeting her? See, that makes my mind think what if he's working with her behind the scenes, too? Like wow. I was telling you, he may be trying to take them down from the inside, and that may be the only reason why he agreed. Well, and sure. maybe he has some plans with her.
0: I don't know, because remember there's a spoiler coming out the end of next week about what I told you this morning about the painful lesson.
2: True. Oh, so hmm. what if... Okay. Yes, because so that can be... Because they always got to have Victor, be, you know, be one step ahead of everybody. That could potentially be Victor seeing what Adam was up to and shutting it down quick.
0: Yeah, we'll see.
2: Yeah, hello, I can't Chloe. wait.
0: Chloe Chloe Van Ruin, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Um,
1: hey.
0: Yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see what that's about. But who knows? Maybe it's a situation where, yeah, because she yeah, Adam wants her out. Mm-hmm. Why does he want her out? Um Cheryl Hines said, I think Adam and Audra are going to get together and I'm here for it. I, I know really that's what team the one. business side of it.
1: <laughs>
0: Those two would be hot in a bedroom scene. Yeah, I think they would. Yeah. I mean, we already know what Audra can do and like I told you, uh, Jay Money. hmm Kyle is lunch meat for Audra in the bedroom. Um Yeah. But
2: I, um Kyle's like the snack, and then Adam would be like the main course. Like
0: listen, if y'all and I am going I think I posted it on my Instagram, that scene that that Adam did with Sharon back in 2020.
2: People still talking about that. People, people still talk about that.
0: I know. So could you uh, my, uh can you imagine? Because he had some hot scenes with Sally last year too. He
2: did. Yes, he did.
0: You take that energy with Adam and match that with the energy that Audra has. Mm-hmm. It might run neck and neck with 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 Hope and Thomas.
2: <laughs> yeah, Audra's got that vixen vibe. That you know, she Correct. she definitely brings that heat. So her and Adam. Plus, you know, Adam got that dark. Inside of him, and yes. he needs to let that rage out. Yeah, that could be potential, potential heat right there.
0: Exactly that, and I mean Adam has even Mark Grossman has played outside of Young and the Restless other dark roles.
2: I can see that. I didn't know he did, but I could definitely yeah, see that.
0: And he's played other dark romantic roles, and it was hot. So if they put him with Audra, oh yeah, that would be fire. Also, a fun fact, because I said I was going to remind myself to mention it. So, I think Mark Grossman came on in 2020, um, but guess who also was, uh, um, what they call that? When they he
2: were, was the Adam right after um, Justin Hartley. He correct. was the Adam right after Justin Hartley.
0: Correct. So, during that same time period, two people were up for two positions, one on the Young and the Restless and one on the Bold and the Beautiful. Okay. They actually, when he, um, what you call that when you show up and you perform for, like, a test run to see if they can hire you? I the screen me. test. Yeah, they did a screen test. So Mark Grossman actually did a screen test for the Thomas position.
2: Wow.
0: And so they already knew because um, with um, J. Matt, or uh, Matt mm-hmm. Atkinson, already, they already knew what he could do when he played Austin Travers. They had two positions, the new Adam, and then who was going to pick up the Thomas role.
1: He okay. originally
0: he originally screen tested for the Thomas role, but they ended up giving him the Adam position and moving um, j Matt over to the Thomas position.
2: You know what? And you always hear something about in Hollywood is the role, usually goes to the right person mm-hmm. um because like I couldn't see Mark as Thomas now, like there there seems to be an age and mature difference right. with him and the kid- and the people in that age group um also, if I'm not mistaken, isn't Steffi supposed to be slightly older correct than Thomas. Right. I thought so then so, so yeah so Jacqueline definitely doesn't look older than Mark. Right. right. Um so yeah so that wouldn't have fit. Um and then Matt, I don't know if he fits the age group of the people that um Adam's storyline revolves. So I think they it, you know it, it it went to the right people at, at, in the right spots.
0: I think they did an excellent job with placing that because you know if they, they it was two dark roles
2: mm-hmm. originally
0: thomas was not a dark role but they wanted to have this this thomas to come in 2019
2: yeah yeah they when were, it was, it was Pearson dark. fold when right. it was Pearson fold and the boy before him they were like good boys thomas was like a good boy um Right. And then they brought Matt in and cause I was surprised when I remember when he first debuted where he came back and then they kind of quickly made him go dark. And I'm like, Thomas hasn't been like, has never been like this before. And it was an interesting take, but yeah, M- Matt plays it well. He has the look, he, he has a great look because he has the look to where he can go dark. And then he has like the look where he can be, you know, redeem, And it's funnily enough, when Matt has the goatee off, he looks evil. Like, usually when somebody is fresh-faced and clean-chauvin', that's supposed to be the good boy look, you know, when when you're fresh-faced and all that stuff. But it's the reverse for him. When he doesn't, maybe because he was doing all the dirty stuff when he first got there without the goatee. Maybe that's part of it. But, like, without it, he looks darker. He looks like an evil character. And then with it, you see, like, the softer side and the redeemed side of Thomas. So, yeah, that's very interesting to know that Mark Grossman went for that role.
0: Yeah, and they actually, you know, they they obviously realized that J-Map, from being on the young and the restless side as Austin, he would have been a perfect fit for Thomas. And then realizing that Adam had a kid, he, you know, because mm-hmm. Connor was already born Yeah, other Adams, he fit mm-hmm. in perfectly as the Adam that came in in
2: 2020. You know so. what's interesting interesting to me when you say what you say, though? Um, I feel like J-Matt was, he was good in the Austin role, but I don't feel like he was given a lot to do in that Austin role. Um, I don't feel like he got to show, like, you really saw his chops when he got into Thomas, so... Mm -hmm. Maybe, but maybe, maybe it was casting directors that saw more in him. But just based off what he did as Austin, I wouldn't have thought that would be enough. Um, But once he took the Thomas role, he's shown what a tremendous actor he is.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's unfortunate when we need to move on to Bold anyway. Mm
2: -hmm. But it
0: was unfortunate that we didn't get any Thomas this week.
2: Oh. Oh. (laughs) Yes, I told you that. Besides Monday, which was still just a continuation of Friday, we didn't get any Thomas this week. And I hope we at least, even if it's not with Hope, I hope we get to at least see him next week. Now, Unique Unique brought something up, and I think you are right, Unique. She said Thomas is older than Steffi because Steffi did have a twin named Phoebe. Right. So I had thought um, I had always thought Steffi and Phoebe were just a couple of years older than Thomas, but yeah, that would be interesting to find out if we can get that official Uh, who's older.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Right, I thought so... I've seen him call her Big Six and all that stuff, but I may be wrong on that.
0: Yeah, I thought I heard her say the same thing, but we could be wrong. Okay, all right, so I think we covered everything on The Young and the Restless. Um, I mean, we saw a little bit of Lily and Daniel, but I just think that was a filler scene you know i don't really remember anything outstanding from the whole thing with phyllis and daniel chelsea getting prepared for her new job mm-hmm. you know so I, that's I can not think of anything else so all right so we're at the midway point before we move into bold and beautiful thank you guys it's over a hundred people in the chat Make sure that if you are not subscribed, we do these live chats every Friday night. We have fun over here. Usually, it's myself and Keisha and Trish. Uh, Keisha's birthday is today, so happy birthday, Keisha. She's out there having a good time with her family. And then Trish, which is the other uh, regular co-host, she is um, under the weather. She lost her voice. And so, hopefully, we'll send her well wishes that she can feel better. Um, we also do spoilers on this channel. I do chats on this channel. Now, that's a new thing I've been doing about different things that I'm coming across. Um, I've been doing those videos, and I do daily recaps. I'm also on other platforms, Instagram. I post photos, com- conversations, stories, all types of stuff on IG. I'm also on TikTok um, and also on Twitter. I'm on Twitter now. I'm considering opening up a Facebook page, but I don't know. Facebook can get kind of, I don't know. I think about it. But, um, yeah, so I'm also on other platforms outside of YouTube. And then the new uh, platform called Threads, I'm also on there as well, which is, I think, owned by Meta as well, too, so. But, um, yeah, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe so you can get the content, turn the notifications on, and yeah, we got to break down bold. So,
1: yes,
0: oh my gosh, so without <laughs> any further ado, let us let me do the summary for bold and then we'll break down the storylines for this week.
2: Before you do that, let me just say, everybody in here, if you haven't done it yet, please hit the like button. Get those likes up.
0: All right. And then we can't forget about our our hostess that's filling in today, Mr. J Money. Bree is also in the chat. She's also another one of our uh, fill-in co-hosts as well. She was here with us last week because Trish had her anniversary last week. And, yeah, you probably see her in the chat with a little wrench. So, she's kind of throwing little messages out there to you guys. So, I appreciate you too, Brie. Okie dokie. So, for the week of the 17th through the 21st for the Bold and the Beautiful, Kelly has a nightmare about Finn. About Finn? I thought that nightmare was about...
2: No, it was about Liam,
0: right? Yeah, but they're saying according to what I'm looking at for my summary, it says Finn, but I could be wrong. Okay. Has a nightmare about Finn and Hope trashes Liam and Ridge. And Liam trashes Liam and Ridge. And Liam spills to Wyatt about the kiss. Um, Brooks silent about catching Hope and Thomas in bed and Liam refuses to take blame as Hope tells him they're divorcing. Sheila calls Finn for a visit as Hope and Liam call it quits. Uh, Finn allows Sheila to hug him while Steffi and Wyatt is reeling over Liam and Hope's <laughs> voice. Who are you laughing
2: at? <laughs> I'm sorry, the the Finn hug with Sheila. Yeah, uh,
0: we, we gonna talk about it. And then, last but not least, Sheila's thrilled to be released, and Liam watches as Finn hugs Sheila while Steffi cries in wow. Bridges' arms. Okay. Wait a minute.
2: Where would you like to start with hold this? On,
0: hold on, hold on, Short and Sassy said, T, you teased Sharon and Chance last week but didn't talk about it. I had a whole video about Sharon and Chance. <laughs>
2: Well, I think he meant maybe just in tonight's. We didn't oh. really mention. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. They did. De- Listen.
2: It was a lot. Um. All
0: right. I'm gonna put a um a vote out there. So, from a score of one to ten, you guys in the chat, and uh, thank you, Short and Sassy, for the reminder. She got it in all caps too. Hmm. She want to make sure I saw it, and I saw it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> From a, a ranking of one to ten, one being a dud to ten being spicy hot, which number in between that one through ten do would you say the whole scene between Chance and Sharon was?
2: Keep it real, y'all. We keep it real over here.
0: What you think, Jay? Why
2: they're trying to? I'm gonna give that a three. That scene was <laughs> lackluster. <laughs> you said a three in a coffee office. There was no heat. It was awkward at the start. Like, no, nah, that was a three. I'm okay. seeing a nine from Delmonica. Wait a minute. After in you saw game- Hope and Thomas. That-
1: hmm.
0: Jenna gave it a 7. Delmonica gave it a 9. That's gave it a 6. Cheryl gave it a 5. Ron gave it a 4. Short and Sassy gave it an
2: 8. Delmonica, Uh, you are easily pleased. A 9 is way too high.
0: Wait a minute. So she must be thinking that Sharon and Chance was almost as high as Thomas and Hope.
2: That's Yeah, that's why I said after seeing Thomas and Hope? You gave Sharon a chance tonight.
0: Look at Katana. Katana said chance was a 10, Sharon was a 1.
2: Mm, Okay, I see you, Katana. You got to get a little crush on the Genoa City's.
0: So I guess we've seen Sharon in this position so many times, whereas chance, hmm, I would say if I had to split the ranking, I would give chance a higher score.
2: Then, then maybe I don't know like the whole giving the individual score I feel like that's <laughs> a cop out because y'all know the scene was lackluster so or y'all just got a crush on chance so nah together because I see I felt like it was awkward remember the whole talk before that the banter was awkward mm-hmm. um but, um you, you know, uh, it, it was just, like, weird. And, um, yeah, and then, like, The Office, you, like, you set this up. You knew, like, you knew this was their first time, and you decide to. That shows me the writers don't think much of that couple, too. This they first time, and you're going to have it in the office. And then if you're going to do it in the office, I'm not saying it's wrong to do that, but if you're going to do it in the office, you better make it hot. That should have been on some Devon Abby type. It should have been clothes ripping, clawing at each other, that type of stuff. It it was not that. Yeah, Jasmine Williams yawn four right there. I gave it a three. You go yawn four, I go black three. That's what that was to me.
0: Okay, wait, 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 wait. So I think what they screwed up at is because, okay, so. I think with Audra, with Thomas and Hope, they gave us a slow burn. We kept seeing her fantasies. We already knew Thomas was interested. And so week after week and touch after touch and eye glance after eye glance for weeks, it was a buildup, right? Mm -hmm. They had chance around summer so much. That we thought that that's where they were going, and then you make a pivot to have chance now get busy with Sharon in the coffee house. I was like, wait, what?
2: <laughs> I feel you on that, but at the same time, a scene is a scene, and you gotta take it in the context of what that scene is in that moment. And it's not like they just decided, you know, out of nowhere, hey, let's go. Like they've they've had some dates. They've had some flirtations. But, like Jay. there was there yeah. was some buildup there, right?
0: Jay. So the last yes. time they were on a date was like five, six months ago.
2: Ooh. Oh, it wasn't. No, because she had took him to the like um the Indian food place, right? They had like the Indian food. That definitely wasn't like five months ago. That was that was a, that was like maybe two months ago, but they had the Indian food. But you know what? I mean, they've been in each other's orbit. We knew that there was something going around with them, at least. And the scene in itself, like I was saying, you got to take a scene for what it is. And in that moment, that scene was just not it. it. It was not hot. It wasn't. You felt the chemistry when you watched Hope and Thomas. You can cut the tension, the sexual tension with a knife. You felt that. And we don't even have to go to another show to do that. Kyle and Audra was way hotter than, um, Summer and Chance. I would say Kyle and Audra was like an 8 or a 9. Thomas of Hope was a 10. Um, and, and you had Sharon and Chance had a 3.
0: I think uh, I think with the whole Kyle and Audra thing, Audra made it hot.
2: He made it hot, but Kyle. like, you see, she did make it hot, but Kyle had his moments too. And then like when, you know, when the women say Chance was a 9, Kyle is, you know, Kyle is eye candy. It was like candy for the ladies. So, like, you know, that was that was hot. He was he wasn't no dud. But uh not to say that chance was, but it's just that whole scene together. I just was not feeling it. It's a three for me. What is your score though? I haven't heard you give a score.
0: Well, my edits on Instagram made it much better.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So unbiased, without your expertise in editing, when you watched it on TV, what was it?
0: Oh, I got I got to give it like a 4.75, I guess.
2: Okay. All right. Yes, yeah, so it was definitely around that three or four. And then with the T-cut, we probably could get that up to a, like a six or a seven because the T-cuts do make things even better. Yeah, but the 4.75 is about right, that three to that four.
0: When I do my slow motion edits, and then put the music on the background and change the colors of the actual. Yeah, it's it's a whole
2: lot. I'm going to need Chance to hit Sharon with that. I don't know if you ever seen the YouTube skit, Let Me Redeem My Stroke. Chance, go ahead and tell Sharon, Let Me Redeem My Stroke, because that offense that office romp was not hitting it. That, that was not it.
0: Daquan Jones, I didn't even put a zero on the scoring board. He said a zero.
2: Hey, there you go. I'm not even mad at you, Daquan. I I kind of low key feel like three was nice. To be honest with you, <laughs> he's in there with that little white outfit, and they on the little couch, and I'm like, what is this? This is like some, it was like some after school that looked like two high. That's where two high schoolers would have gone. To, you know, to get it all because they couldn't go go home and do it. Like, come on, man. She couldn't take, take him to one of the rooms upstairs. I thought that's where she was going to go when she locked the door. She was going to take him to one of the rooms upstairs. At least that would have had a cot or a bed.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, Janine Holmes said that the full scene was boring with Sharon. Chien.
2: Yes, it was. Yes, it was.
0: Yeah, I think they just need to leave that alone. And, they I mean, went they, to
2: go make a sandwich when that scene, um, before that scene finished. I said, "This ain't nothing," and I went and go, went and made a sandwich and came back. <laughs>
0: oh my god! Listen, uh, they need if they if they're going to give Sharon anybody. If I had to choose somebody for Sharon, if we're not going to do Audra right now, is give Adam back over to Sharon. Mm-hmm. Maybe.
2: You know yeah maybe. that would be my choice too if they don't do Audra and Adam let him have Sharon for a while to and Sally will get jealous
0: exactly exactly okay let's switch over the bolt all right um, all right so the beginning of this week is coming off of Brooke still standing in that bedroom which she had no right to do you and some how you just I understand that the door was open. Mm-hmm. But you run your butt upstairs in that room and them kids, because they're young. I'm older, so I said kids. But them her daughter and her mm-hmm. husband, her boyfriend's son,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they bucket naked in the bed. And you standing there screaming. And it's like, uh, you're not at home, bro. Go downstairs, wait for them to get dressed and come downstairs and have a conversation. Now, that was, that should have been upon Thomas to say something, but he didn't. He just let them hash it out. And, you know, Hope eventually told her, her mom, like, look, I'm choosing me. I'm choosing him. Keep it a secret, and I'm going to need you to get out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Brooke got that Forster D radar. So anytime,
1: <laughs>
2: so anytime there's a force their knee around, she just intuitively follows it. It's like a beacon. She ran up there, and uh she had to see what was going on. I know that
0: was so crazy. There's no <laughs> way. I mean, I have adult kids, and you know they're. One of them is headed into late 20s and the other is the early 20s. And if I come up in their house, now if the door is locked, I might yell, hey, anybody at home, Anybody, what's going on? Or look at my phone and maybe, call. I'm not going to go up in their bedroom, <laughs> especially if I see somebody else is there.
2: Mm-hmm. You see her ring is off, laying on the table. You see her work pass. You see her, her purse. What you think they do, uh, doing up there? Helping him pick out curtains for the new spot? Exactly. No. <laughs> you knew what was going on. Hope. What are you doing? What you've been doing for thirty to forty years? Getting me some Forster stick. Well, so
0: listen, how how did I get here?
2: Exactly. Well, no, she got that from Deacon. <laughs> that's was... what
0: she had to do. What she had to do to get Deacon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to get Hope from Deacon. You know what I mean? So. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. That
2: was wild. And yeah. then, like, they didn't even bother the show. Like, they came back from after she busted through the door. They came back, and she was turned around mm-hmm. with, uh, with Hope was getting dressed. But, like, they didn't even... She didn't say nothing like, excuse me, or I'm sorry, or uh, none of that. But
0: That t- was something okay, else. Go back. Stop right there. Stop right there, Jay. You are absolutely correct on that. Because that man was naked. That's a grown man and there naked, right? Mm-hmm. How the heck are you just going to turn your back standing in his bedroom? You should have been out of there.
2: Yes. Why would you stay? You, at the very least, you could have went outside the door and then came back in the room. You didn't even do that.
0: Mm-hmm. And Thomas should have sent her downstairs. I agree with you on that, Benny. Thomas should have said, look, you know, can you excuse us for a minute or something?
2: Mm-hmm. But like Brooke, can you be- allow us to get dressed and we'll come downstairs and talk?
0: Well, here's the thing. Remember that term we used last week, which was Badissi"? Yes. With that smell in the room and the beds tore up, there's no way I want to stand there and wait for them to get dressed.
2: I mean, <laughs> if somebody is- said Brooke I- nasty, she might like that smell. <laughs> She, You know what I mean? This is the slut from the valley, right? That might be like cologne or perfume to her.
0: Listen, I was just too through. I'm like, girl, just leave. Walk out. Turning your back in somebody's bedroom doesn't help.
2: I told you she sniffed that air. How long y'all been?
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank you. And no telling, she probably t- turned her head to look.
2: Mm-hmm. I that 12-hour Bado- see must hit different, because they was in there for at least 12 hours, right?
0: Well, four TV days and 12 mm-hmm. hours, because it was, it was morning time when Hope got there and took off that ring, and mm-hmm. the sun was going down by the time that, that Brooke got there.
2: Boy, they ran a, a little Jerry Lewis marathon up in that bedroom. They was in for... <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's kids, that boy.
0: <laughs> Simone said, "Them sheets was wet with sweat and everything else."
2: You know it, sweat, bodily fluids. I know. If the next time they do show, um, Thomas bedroom, he better have some different colored sheets
0: or something. You better put that stuff in the laundry or something.
2: Yes, yeah, sir. Uh,
0: Bridget says, "Hello, how are y'all? We doing good, Bridget. How are hey Bridget? You well? Hey y'all." Uh, she said, y'all
2: don't know, Brooke, Brooke is Stephanie 2.0. I've been hearing that. This yeah, time. I've been saying they doing that, too. they trying to push her. Because was, a, a lot of soaps do this, but it seems specifically Bold likes to do this. They like to rehash storylines from their original, you know, the, the legacy characters and all of that stuff. And they just making new versions of it. So they've rehashed the original Brooke, Ridge, and Taylor um triangle with Hope, Liam, and Steffi. Mm-hmm. Now they're doing how Stephanie, at the beginning of their relationship with Brooke and Ridge, was always anti- antagonistic. She couldn't stand Brooke. She called her the slut from the valley. Mm-hmm. She, didn't, she shouldn't be with her son. Now Brooke is playing that role. And I don't even want to say now because she's been doing this. Brooke has played that role towards Thomas, but now that Hope actually may be getting into a relationship with him, he probably to really become Stephanie 2.0. I don't know if you remember from about a year ago when Th- I guess Thomas was on a redeem tour then too, cause they always make him do something to redeem for. Her. She had told him, you will never have my daughter in that same office, the force office. And now he does have her. And now she, you know, you see, she tripping. So yeah, I really do think they're uh-huh. going to try to make her a Stephanie and antagonist antagonist. Hey, um- excuse me. Uh,
0: uh-huh think Thomas had her hope had him
2: <laughs> <laughs> she definitely did
0: hope had him hope was like uh I'm taking control I mean there were we we did get some scenes in Thursday's episode of last week
1: mm-hmm. when
0: Thomas was a little bit more assertive but mm-hmm. hope wanted to make sure all her fantasies came true if she had to make
2: it happen yeah her. that on um, top fantasy came true she uh they had the they had candles like yeah. the fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, tell me this by the way. Thomas wasn't expecting that, so why he had all them candles lit up in his room like that? Unless he's just, you know, he's one of those you know fun trade oh, so, type guys or something. But he sure had a lot of candles lit up around that bedroom.
0: I know, right? But I, I would say that was a one awesome week, man.
2: No, sure was. They laid. That's probably
0: why we don't see Thomas this week because that
2: That boy—that boy—rejuvenating. He probably had about four Gatorade bottles uh, between the last time we saw him and, and, um, you know, recuperating. Like you said, probably had to wash the sheets, (laughs) um, sterilize the room, and get ready for next time she show up.
0: Nikki, Nikki,
2: Nicole Beth said Brooke might like the smell. As part of her habitat, I told y'all. I told y'all she may like the smell of that twelve-hour (laughs) bedouci. Didn't she used to make fragrances for Forrester? She probably go that. She probably sniffed that room and gave her an idea for a new fragrance.
0: Well, I don't know, but I know that. um... Who is that that said something about some some uh cranberry juice? Oh, that was Simone. Simone Francois said, Hope better drink us some cranberry juice. With all of what she was doing, she don't need no UTI. So they,
2: Yeah, they need to drink something because they don't want to cramp up. Going at it as long as they did.
0: Yeah, Thomas is taking a break. He's washing them sheets. He's going to the chiropractor.
2: We're going to find out that boy at the hospital getting the IV drip. He needs to recuperate. He <laughs> oh, says, She's coming back next week. I got to be prepared.
0: I know, right? Shoot. That dude there, he's probably like, Man, I've been waiting on this for 12 years.
1: Yes, sir. It,
0: it was worth it. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, the next. Now, see, here's the crazy thing because it moves us into Tuesday. Hmm. Yeah, Tuesday or Wednesday. How did you leave the house over there, and then get the next morning you got divorce papers in your bag? Did you call a divorce attorney on the way from Thomas's house to say I need you to give me some papers together?
2: Girl, she texted that lawyer that as soon as she left that boy's. Uh, not even before. While she was coming down the stairs, she was texting the lawyer. <laughs> she told Thomas I'll see you soon and she went down the stairs she got her purse and she texted that lawyer as soon as she was getting ready to walk out the house
0: man I'm sitting up there like cause Liam came up in that door and he thought he was gonna throw some Thomas shots at her she kept calm mm-hmm. and she was like you know what listen now I do have a bone to pick with hope yeah she do I got several of them to pick with Hope mm-hmm. because I want Hope to stand 10 toes down in her desire for Thomas. Stop mm-hmm. making this 110% about Steffi. You know for the, for the last six weeks that you've been daydreaming and fantasizing and having chill bumps and hair rising on your chest. Every time that man touched you at the office, he look at you, he grabbed your arm all of the videos on Instagram that I posted about it. And the thing mm-hmm. is, is that you want to make it all about Steffi. That's the, I, I'm like, okay, Steffi maybe has a part with Liam's head,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but nothing has been happening with Steffi over this past two, three year period. Since the whole, who's the baby daddy drama with Hayes.
2: What yeah, you- I yeah i don't even mind her using um the hope thing as like the catalyst like to say that you know there's always been this lingering doubt um and maybe those I, i don't mind her saying that but cop to the fact that after that you you know you've been having you know maybe those doubts made you more open but you have been having these desires you have been having these thoughts about Thomas and you, you know, you could even say you were trying to fight them, but at a certain point you just couldn't anymore because she did tell him, I'm sorry to say this. I know this is going to hurt you, but when I kissed him in Rome, the desire was there. She did say that part. So don't like, but then she kind of like reverted and kept making it fully about Steffi. Don't make it all about Steffi. Keep going with the statement of you saying the desire was there. And, if we both are desiring other people, maybe we shouldn't be together. You could have said something like that. Right. But, to, but to fully put it only on Steffi, Steffi, of course, does play a role. Um, because she does, she has been saying, she doesn't like the way that Steffi, you know, it seems like Steffi has a seat at the table in their marriage. Even the way, even though Hope was kind of keeping the truth from Liam, when when Steffi was getting all up in their business saying, yeah, I think she has feelings for my brother and all that stuff, and then he would listen to her. that's kind of what Hope is talking about. Just the automatic you know approval of whatever Steffi says must be he didn't you know she didn't care for that now, in this particular instance, Steffi was right though you were you know you were having feelings for um her brother, you were fantasizing about this man so so like just like you said, she could have just been a little bit forward and better with how she worded what was really going on.
0: Gotcha. Jasmine um, Bree said Hope was done over, fed up, just tired of Liam. Those papers were already drawn up. She just now decided to beat him to the punch. And then somebody was saying that they had. She had them papers drawn up while she was still in bed with Thomas.
1: Mm. Um,
0: what? Are, oh yeah, Jasmine said I don't like throwing it on Steffi. Any doubts Hope might have had are all on Liam. But she must own her desire for Thomas and not use his deflection. I agree with that 110%. Mm-hmm. I really yeah, do. I had this conversation earlier this week with Keisha because we okay. were catching up knowing that she wasn't going to be on the show tonight. And mm-hmm. she was like, you know, um, I'm, I'm, she said she was over the honeymoon phase with Hope. And, and Thomas, because of the fact of how Hope was handling this situation, when it comes to why she, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like she threw this all on Steffi. Now, mm-hmm. Brennan, I do agree with you when she said a little bit about when she kissed Thomas in Rome, she felt some desire there. But yeah. She kept over. Emphasizing Steffi, Steffy, mm-hmm. Steffi, Steffi. And it's like, nah, sweetie, that ain't all Steffi.
2: Come on now. Yeah, she should have yeah, she definitely overemphasized the Steffi stuff. Like I was saying, like she plays a part of it, but you should have, you know, you should have just been a little bit more forward and honest about the desiring part. And you should have told him, you know, if I'm if I'm desiring another man, you know, that, that says something, and maybe you know the divorce probably is the best for us. You know, she could have said something to that nature, emphasizing more that, you know, she has been fantasizing and, and wanting another man and just kept it real with him.
0: Yeah. I mean, because he kept asking, oh, it's about Thomas, isn't it? Oh, it's about Thomas, is it? All she had to say, you know what? What she did kind of in an off way says well you know what I'm going to live my life and you can go and live yours and Mm -hmm. I know in that moment when Liam gave her that look like oh you about to move on with Thomas huh
2: Mm -hmm.
0: like an unspoken word there you know what I mean
2: yes but I also do not like and I think we talked about this throughout the week they both have issues because I also did not like how he could not own up to the two kisses Correct. She, you know, uh, when she continuously asks him, you know, what did he do when he went to go see Steffi? And, he, you know, he was just hiding behind it. He wouldn't see it. And that's that was a prime example of what the problem was in their marriage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they both had their ways of uh, of not being forward enough. Uh, but I will say this when she showed him that ring. Or the 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 ringless finger, how she turned her hand. It reminded me of that Beyonce dance that goes with the "If you like to do, you should have put a ring on." I thought she was about to bust out. Oh my god! Right up to that dance, the way she pumped that hand out, I thought she was gonna do it. I was like, "No, she did it." But I love that. Let me ask you
0: this, Jay. Yeah. Liam's reaction to all of this. The mm-hmm. ring being missing, the divorce papers. Now, remember, he the one said he wanted a divorce, right? Yes. Do you think that he did that as a scare tactic to get her to, like, fall in line? Because when the ring came off and the divorce papers came out of the purse to the table, he was shocked.
2: He was like, huh? Like, yeah, he did act like he was shocked about it. But I really don't know if it was a scare tactic because he was really displaying that he was disgusted that she he was truly disgusted that she kissed that man and he even said it if it would have been anybody else Mm -hmm. um so i I truly think like if it was some if she was getting let's say she was with a tour guide like some hot italian um tour guide and she kissed him he would still be mad but he wouldn't be as mad right right um But because it was Thomas, like he said, like I think he even said at one point he wanted to throw up. uh, So he was truly disgusted. So I don't think it was a scare tactic. I think that's how he truly felt in the moment. Now, I do think he's egotistical enough to think that she would have fell in line Mm -hmm. to keep him. Because, you know, when it at least comes to these two, he probably thinks he's some big, you know, some big old catch. Mm -hmm. But um, when she showed him that ringless finger, and then pulled out the, the divorce um, papers, because when she showed the figure, he even had the nerve to say, cause a, a, a person's words, mean, a lot, he even had the nerve to say, oh, you beat me to it. You right. took your ring off, you beat me to it. It was like, damn, well, like, you was planning on getting taking yours off, huh? Because you probably knew you wanted to go after, you want to go after Steffi, so even to say that, if he truly had reconciliation on the mind, why would that be something in your head? Oh, you beat me to it.
0: Right, right. Ruby Boyd, Welcome, she says, she has never been satisfied in marriage, not secure. Otherwise, she wouldn't have had fantasies about any other man since Tom had backed off of, her, of coming on to her. Uh Liam is used to any woman he is to beg and have to break up. Wait a minute, hold on. He used to beg him and he decided to forgive her. He did the same thing with Steffi. And she called his bluff, too, and said that I'm choosing me. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, but let's kind of before we got to that part, because there was conversation with him and Wyatt. Wyatt was begging this man, pleading with this man to go take his wife back.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then he found out about the two kisses. What's your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, um, once he found out about that and you saw like the little light bulb go over his head where he said, wait a minute, is this the reason why you haven't been as eager to fight back, you know, for your marriage? Do you, you know, you, you want that piece? So like he put two and two together, yeah, um, you know, um, and I, I've seen a lot of people commenting on that, saying that they love that Wyatt is the one that kind of read him that read him that right act where he found out about the kisses with Steffi. um, I don't know what that's going to lead to. Like, Well, like, you know, when we talk more about what happened on today's episode, we're going to kind of see what it leads to. Um, But yeah, like, I don't, did you feel like once Wyatt found out about those two kisses, he almost felt kind of silly telling him to keep fighting after that?
0: Well, it was interesting that you say that because knowing that his brother kissed, Steffi twice you go run over to Hope trying to ask her what she doing yeah I'm like dude you just need to stay out of it at this point you know what your brother did I don't care how he said it was a mistake and I promise I won't do it again the fact of the matter is he did it mm-hmm. while complaining about the kiss because uh Liam don't know about the sex Liam only know about yeah. the kiss
1: yeah, only big so, knows about that.
0: So even without what happened at Thomas's house, y'all are pretty much at a wash, actually, because
2: Liam is up one because he's
0: <laughs> exactly
2: as far as they know. Yeah, because right. he gets right. mm-hmm.
0: And for for Wyatt to go run the hope, talking about, well, what are you doing? And I mean, I can't believe you're doing this. What were you thinking? Now I gotta clap back at Hope again. Because
1: she was like, I don't know what I was
2: thinking. Yes, Mm. you do. Yeah, you was thinking what you've been saying all this time, that you want to be desired um, and you want to be looked at like you're the only one. Like you're tired of being, uh, you know, somebody's split, you know, uh, in another relationship with another person. Like she's been saying she wants that one person. So she knew what she wanted. She knew how Thomas made her feel. She she desired that man because he wants her and only her. So that's all she had to do. She didn't have to, she didn't have to over overemphasize Steffi. She could have simply told Wyatt, Wyatt, you know, I'm just tired of, you know, the back and forth, and I desire a man who wants me and only me. Mm-hmm. That's all she had to say.
0: Yep. I mean, you said
2: that She would have, could have that told him thing. it was none of his business if she wanted to.
0: Yeah, she went up there, I mean, she told that boy at when they had the little pillow talk about, I only want to be with you, I only want a man who wants me, you make mm-hmm. me like the only woman in the world, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then, you
2: look at me like that.
0: Right, and the thing is, is that you've been fantasizing about this man for the last six weeks, blah, 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 and then when Wyatt said, what were you thinking, I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, it's a lot of mixed messages, because even when Hope uh, was waiting for him to come home, you Mm want to talk about, you know, we need to talk about our marriage and see where we can go from here. Yeah.
2: What was that? You did all that talking, saying you don't want that kind of relationship. That's that's perfect that you brought that up. Why would you say we need to talk about our relationship and where we're going to go from here? When you had already said, you know, the marriage was over. He wants the divorce, and you want a man that doesn't lust for another woman. so, um, with the Wyatt thing can could can you give her any leeway and maybe say that the reason why she didn't come forward is because it's kind of awkward like to be telling somebody I, you know especially a brother in law um that I desire somebody else that I'm lusting for somebody else. could it, can you give her any leeway for that by? her po- possibly feeling awkward having to say that?
0: She could actually say to him, you know what, I've had some desire for him. She didn't have to go into detail, detail. Okay. But you know, she could say I was exploring some things that I was finding a desire within myself about him. I mean, it's gonna come out.
2: Yeah. Or I simply could, even say, I wanted to do it.
0: I wanted like, to try it.
2: Yeah, I, w- I wanted to kiss him
0: right, you know, and I would have respected that because if you can own what you did, you know, Mm -hmm. because a lot of the spoilers this week for her was like, you know, she takes accountability but has conditions. Okay, part of taking accountability is saying, you know what, I'm going to own my feelings, my choices, you know, what I've done, and I mean, I don't, she don't need to go and tell everybody every detail of what happened in that bedroom but you need to stand 10 toes down especially when liam asked you i bet you're moving on with thomas or maybe this is going on with thomas yeah you got mm-hmm. a desire in that kiss but it's more than that and she's keeping all of them are keeping secrets mm-hmm. liam is keeping secrets of two kisses she got the other secret of sleeping with thomas Steffi got the secret of keeping their kids away from And then, of course, we got to talk about Finn at the end of the week.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, so, all right. Uh, The divorce, I got to say, I got to give a shout out to Scott Clifton and Annika Noel. They did an excellent job this week on that whole divorce scene. Mm -hmm. It had a lot of people in an emotional state. Yeah. You know, some people that came through a divorce, some people that's going through situations, whatever it is, people were feeling that scene. So I think they got performer of the week by some, uh, you know, classification or whatever. They did an excellent job with that. So I got to mm-hmm. give them kudos. Um, what else happened this week? Um, moving on. Huh okay so then they pushed us into Sheila all of a sudden you know because Steffi has been fighting the feelings of of, uh, feelings of guilt or whatever it is with this thing with uh, Liam they also had her bring up the fact of being she you know being excited about Sheila being behind bars Mm -hmm. and she made a statement because then, as soon as the divorce was over, Liam headed over to your Giordino. If I was Steffi, I, I'd seen the back of his head, my husband told me.
1: <laughs>
0: Listen, oh, you need to stay away from that dude. She was like, oh, I'm going to go sit down and talk to him. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't turned around and walk the other way.
2: And but was this- it you in the recap? Because I absolutely agreed when I heard this. Was this you in yesterday's recap when you said when he told her, him and Hope were uh, um, signed divorce papers, but I don't want you to worry. I'm not going to interfere in your marriage. She, um, I noticed this when I watched it. She like kind of like looked aghast and like stepped, right. like leaned back, and she looked like she had a look of disappointment on her face when yeah, he somebody. said, "I'm not going to interfere in your marriage." And at that moment, I said, "Oh no, they are going to do this. They are going to bring back Stephanie and Liam somehow, some way."
0: Okay, so I did a video about what time is it about four or five hours ago about mm-hmm. whether or not they're trying to sabotage. Um, they're trying to sabotage the throw sin under the bus to kind of reunite Steam. That's they
2: absolutely is. are. I, I honestly
0: think that they're trying to do that. I'm not saying for sure, but it sure look like roads. All roads lead to Steam. Because today
2: alone, today alone did it.
0: Today did it all. And the thing is, is that they all of a sudden that old creepy scene from uh from Thursday's episode
1: Mm
0: -hmm. where Finn hugs, I mean uh Sheila hugs Finn, and her his hand move up her back. The three yeah each other face. That scene was so cringy. It
2: It was so cringy. It looked like that boy was gonna grab her cheeks, and then he was. And then he slid it up her back. I'm like, what is we getting ready to see here? Like, because they've done some, they've done some things on this show. They've turned a woman into a man uh, with Maya. I still can't get over that all these but years later. Um, <laughs> and then they got, I know they're not going to do this Kentucky storyline. So, but uh, they kind of brought it back up. But Yeah, that was very weird and very cringy. The camera panning up with it like what was that but uh i'm sorry go go ahead continue
0: yeah so i mean that whole scene was really really cringy to say the least yes and um and then he's feeling some kind of way saying that this is the type of feeling i've been waiting all my life Mm -hmm. and like that and then the next day leading to friday going into this court case Okay, this whole thing. I know that, of course, Kimberly Brown was not going to stay in prison. Yeah, we knew that.
2: We knew that, that. We she knew
0: that. On, she's on contract for three years. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, how were they going to get her out? And they made this technicality of, you know, illegal search and seizure, and all the stuff. The
2: was, camera footage was illegal. Um, Almost, almost a way, almost kind of a form of entrapment. Like, yeah, th- th- it was a technicality, basically. When you saw Bill, when he stood up, he said, "You're telling me I did all of this for nothing? You gonna let her go on a technicality?"
0: But th- it doesn't make sense. They were working with the FBI, and I think they
2: had yeah. to
1: know the rules.
2: Yeah, that's another. Yeah, and, and that's where the writing gets shoddy because. Um, even with that, they still got a confession out of this woman of past murders, and it was, like you said, it was an FBI sting. So how was, like, the paperwork and all of that stuff, you know what I mean? Like, how was that not in order? How was that not done right if you were working with the FBI? Right.
0: Exactly. Exactly, you know? So, I know, I I just... That was weird to me. And then all of a sudden, he was like, you know what? You're free to go. You're a free woman. Mm-hmm. And then they threw in the fact that Steffi and Fins, because they decided to not press charges mm-hmm. earlier this year, that came back to bite them, too.
2: Yeah. And um, and that was all Bill's work because of the bigger plan. Right. So it ended up turning out that if he would have just left it all alone in the first place, and let Steffi Fed testify to the fact that his own mother shot them and left them for dead, she probably would be in prison if, if, if for a really long time. It may, not, it may not have been life, but the amount of years she would have gotten probably would have equaled life for her anyway, because she's a woman in her 50s, right? She probably would have gotten at least 30 years because she attempted to kill two people. So she would have been 80, 90-something if she would have even gotten out. So it, Bill really should have just left it all alone at the end of the day.
0: The other thing is, is that Bill slept with that girl. He, mm-hmm. he did all of that to make her feel like comfortable with him so she could tell him all her secrets. And at this point, it was all for naught. Mm-hmm. You know, and then do you think Liam should have been at that hearing?
2: No, he he really had no, nothing to do with it. The whole excuse of my daughter is under that roof. I mean, I I can kind of get that because but it's not like Steffi was letting Sheila come over to the house. Right. Willingly. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know. That, w- that was just kind of a flimsy. You saw what it was. That was just a flimsy way to get Liam into the picture to set up what they needed to set up because you saw he was first of all, um, they, they had him reacting with, when Finn was kind of giving him the warning. Like, what are you doing here? You know, don't come sniffing around. I know you. I feel sorry for you. What you're going through, And you saw Liam was like, did, did, did I do something wrong? Huh? where's this coming from like so they had him acting like that then all of a sudden they went from that to him starting looking at Finn suspiciously yeah like he he became a detective i didn't realize during the commercial break liam went and got a detective um you know uh, you know went to detective school and all of that stuff and then he came back after the commercial break and was just like investigating finn's looks investigating the, the smiles between him and Sheila. Well, it was really Sheila only doing the smiling. But the way they had Liam all up in it, looking, investigating, I'm like, I know what, they, what they're leading. They're trying to put Liam into the position of being this good guy that is suspicious and kind of warns Steffi that he thinks Sheila may be getting the fin and it's just going to cost a whole bunch of drama. Yeah, you
0: know, so... It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I mean, he obviously now can use this against Fan if he wants to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that allows them to keep their secret a secret because if he blows Fan out of the water first, with him being cool with Sheila, which Sheila has a, a two-decade-long year history with the, with the Foresters and now the Spencers, That's a deal breaker for Steffi. There's no way. She has been trying to block that relationship since they got together.
2: The question is, though, do you think it should be? Because Steffi has been dictating the relationship this boy has had with his mother. And I will say this about Finn. The comment he made at the prison was not that surprising. When he said, I feel like I've been missing this my whole life. Because when he first found out about Sheila being his mother... And when he talked to Steffi, he had said multiple times that he felt like something was missing because, you know, he didn't have his biological um, mother with him. He did say that a few times. So it's not like a shocker that, you know, he kind of felt like something was missing inside and he was like a little bit empty. So that wasn't too much of a surprise. But but Steffi was, like, dictating everything, every decision that he made, and he went along with it. I felt like she had a little bit too much power with that. Like, she should have let him, you know, meet and speak with his mother on his own time and, and come to the conclusions himself. So do you feel like it should be a deal breaker for Steffi, considering how she monopolized the whole situation and was making all the decisions?
0: So my perspective has been since this whole thing is that I think that he sh- she should have let him try to figure that out because mm-hmm. I knew eventually he was going to wonder about her. When you kind of block something and there's some type of interest by the person that you're being that you're blocking, you're always going to increase that interest over time, and so even though he's been allowing it to lay dormant, this whole thing that they tried to do yesterday with the hug and the connection and all of that, mm-hmm. I can kind of understand that because I mean as much as, as for those folks that's been with us for four years or so, you know my kids my you know my kid's dad is deceased and I can guarantee you there's no hug that's going to ever replace that because there's a connection there. So Uh I can kind of understand that there is a biological connection when it comes to your parents, not saying anything, because they're pretty much pushing Lee off to the side. It's like, Uh hey, what, you know, so you haven't felt anything for Lee? I mean, Lee has been taking care of you since you were born. Uh So it's an interesting dynamic. But I honestly think that Steffi kind of shot herself in the foot by Uh Not allowing him to figure that out as an adult, grown yes. man.
2: I've always felt that.
0: You know. Hey, because...
2: Keisha. Keisha just joined in.
0: Hey, girl. Happy birthday, girl.
2: Happy birthday.
0: Are you enjoying your birthday, girl? Hey, you guys. Keisha is officially in the building. Send her a happy birthday. She's in the chat. She is in the chat.
2: Um, um I, I did want to say something real quick. I see a couple of people mentioning this about... um. I see Nicole Beth and a few others, and I had this thought today when Sheila got free. Um, Y'all thought Hope and Thomas was something? Now that Sheila is a free woman, she headed straight to El Giordino, and she about to break Deacon off something... Proper, vicious. Like, proper like, vicious, savage... They finna be getting it in. We thought we saw something with Thomas. Oh, they definitely finna be getting it in.
0: Oh, yeah, they finna definitely. I mean, when she come back to tell Deacon, I'm a free woman, and Mm -hmm. I can do do you, because I've been in jail, they gonna make a whole scene out of Deacon and Sheila.
2: Yes, they are.
0: Yes, they are. All right. Um, We gotta keep it moving. We already over two and a half hours almost.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. Um, okay, so that goes back to what I was saying with um, them trying to steamroll Steffi and Finn because now Liam has leverage. He's seen what's going on. He's probably going to make it his mission
1: uh-huh. to, 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 undermine, yeah.
0: to undermine Liam. I mean, to, to undermine Finn. Uh, Finn uh-huh. Which, of course, He's going to always say, my daughter, I need to protect my daughter and you, you, your relationship with your mom. I'm not going to have you anywhere near her, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, you know, that's going to pretty much throw that whole uh, kiss that they had at the window. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I would say at this point, they're trying, that's me, just my perception is that they're probably trying to get rid of Steffi and Finn and bring on Steffi and Liam unfortunately
2: I think so too Finn is probably going to be made to be the scapegoat in all of this
0: yep I agree I agree All right. did you have anything else on ball for this week
2: no I think we covered it
0: okay All right, let's go ahead and do our flip the script segment and I take several seats and we're going to shut it down. So who you got, uh, who you going to flip the script on for the Young and the Restless?
2: For the flip the script on the Young and the Restless, I would have had Adam, when he walked out, I would have had him be done with them completely and just look to start his own thing and just be done with Victor dictating everything.
0: I agree with that one. I totally agree with that one. And then my flip the script would have been Heather asking um, Christina to recuse herself. Because you shouldn't be on this case. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Nope. 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 Alright. Um, now, who you got taking seats this week?
2: Sorry, my take a seat for YNR is Victor. Um, I'm tired of you promising Adam autonomy when you give him these businesses to run, and then you find a way to take it away from him every single time. Uh, I was just so I was just so tired of it. Um, You know, Victor just always renegs on these deals with Adam, so my ticket seat is definitely Victor.
0: Okay, um, I got taken seats is uh, first of all uh, Tucker. Stop banging on tables when you don't get your way. Something wrong with you. you in a public restaurant. Uh, So that's my take a seat for that one. And then I also would like to put, who is that other? Oh, Victor, you already got him in the seat, so. All right. You see the seats in the, in the comments? Or the flips? Jay, you still there? Uh-oh. He must got a connection. All right. Flip the script short and sassy. Y&R. Summer slaps Audra. Tucker needs to take a seat with LaShanta said. Jenna said Victor, Kyle, Audra, and Tucker take a seat. Victoria needs to take a seat. Um, Who was that? Jennifer says Victor named Victoria. Miss mm-hmm. Caitlin said Victor. T A <laughs> Y and R flip. Adam not work with Sharon because of Nick. Okay. LaShanta said Audrey and Kyle take a seat. Vin- Vinny says flip the script Y and R su- summer dig deep in that slap that she gave Kyle.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> What'd you say? Wind up, wind your hand. Yeah,
2: up. she should have reached back a little bit more with that one.
0: Um Miss Caitlin said, Kyle, too. Short and sassy said, take a seat. Why? and our Victor, Victoria, Kyle, and Audra. Simone Francois. Why? Uh, and I flipped the script. Adam being done with the family. Take a seat, Ashley. Um, Katana says, Summer, sorry, slap can take a seat. <laughs> Mary says, take a seat, Sharon, Chance, Tucker, and Ashley. Chance, take a seat. Okay. Uh, Bree says Wyatt minds his own business and wear a different color suit. <laughs> Jasmine says Audra, Ashley, Kyle, and Victoria and Victor. And I think that might be it. Okay, I think we got everybody. Woo, Jay, we made it through a long one.
2: Yes, we did. We had a lot to talk about
0: yes we did yes we did and um for you guys make sure you're on the way out you hit the like button thank you all for coming in and uh sharing your comments in the comment section all of the newbies make sure you subscribe and check out the other platforms as well and also um you know check out the recaps and spoilers more the full spoilers will be coming out this week too so
2: yeah definitely follow the um follow the IG, follow the TikTok, follow the Twitter, and uh, make sure y'all like and subscribe for all of y'all that haven't.
0: Yep. All right. Did you have anything else?
2: No, I think I'm good.
0: Okay. So until the week of the 24th through the 28th, we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, guys. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at the Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS, so you'll never miss a show,